welcome to Swapping Joysticks, the Game of the Year special. This is the the best. I think I, for me, it's the best podcast uh, stream that we do all year um, that we've done once before, twice oh, before. Be- I thought you meant like the best podcast, and I was like, well, how many others do you do? Mm, jet streamers. Since when? How dare you? <laughs> I bought myself a uh, capture card, which is still. <laughs> Still in its box, so that I can do a dual PC setup for that. Well done. Thank you, thank you. Um, but yeah, welcome. I'm Ben Ostwick. I'm joined, as always, by Ed Nightingale. And, uh... Happy New Year. Happy... No. Well, we're close enough. No. Do you wish somebody a happy birthday before their birthday? Yeah, but it's it's practically New Year now. Some people might be listening to this later. That's true. And in Australia, it's probably... Well, it's like it's summer over there, isn't it? It's like June... So yeah, welcome. Jump, jumper squad. We are. This jumper was gifted by Ed Nightingale. Very kind of you. I like it. I had a compliment about it. I'm going to stretch the neck out a bit, you know. Just... Don't do that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Merry Belated Christmas. We are back. This is our first day back, full day back, uh, after spending some time with families, which was always nice. Nice to see everybody. And uh, yeah, it was fun. Um, but yeah, so thank you. By the way, we are recording this for a podcast, so I don't really, I'm not, well, we will talk about the, to the chat a lot. Uh, Mark, thank you so much for the, uh, 12 month of, uh, resub. We're going to be, um, yeah, needing everybody else's help. Now I'm going to be doing some weird little editing on the screen so you can see what we're looking at. Oh. Which is going to be, uh, interesting, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, so, uh, Ed, are you, um, are you looking forward to game of the year? Are you, have you got like your heart set on something? Um it's one of those things where I've been having it mulling it over for a while in the back of my head. And then before this today, we have both made a list of all the games that we've played. And um, I wrote it out and then I've sort of selected some that I think are worthy of top 10. Um, And the more I think about it, the more I think this is actually going to be really easy. Okay. If I'm honest. Right. I think I, for me, I think number one is really obvious and I think the rest of the top 10 is going to be actually quite easy to put together. Well, you say easy and then be uh, dealing with me because it's a I mean, joint fi- one. Well, there is that. And in five hours time, I'm going to be tearing my hair out. But for now, mm. I actually think that we're going to be all right. Okay. Because uh, the first time we ever did Game of the Year, we gave it to Final Fantasy VII Remake, right? We did over Animal Crossing. Yeah, I still think... <laughs> yeah. You know what? Fair. I was no, playing. I I stand by that. I absolutely stand by that. Animal Crossing was my Hades, game. Hades was three. Maybe game of the. I mean, Animal Crossing was my game of the year personally, but together, definitely Final Fantasy VII remake. I was just playing it a few days ago, just before Christmas for, for your PlayStation stream of your favorite game. Yeah, and I've yeah Fitting. exactly found out today that Devram K, who is one of the people in Destiny Two, was actually the voice of Biggs, which I think I did know before. But... You definitely knew that before. Yeah, I'm sure you mentioned that. Probably. What was last year? Last year was unpacking. Oh, of course it was. Yes. Oh, because you wanted It Takes Two, even though we'd only just played half of it. Uh, and I, <laughs> It Takes Two was definitely the game of the year for me. What? Yeah, I played more of it than unpacking. Unpacking? It's not that long. Exactly, that's well, why. Actually, it was when I played it. Mm. Yeah, a little um, to the left, is, uh, <laughs> that is on our list that we've got here. <laughs> 
Yeah, it takes two won the official game. This is the official game of the year. What do you mean official <laughs> game of the year? How dare the game you. awards? If that's what you're referring to, is just one of many game of the year awards, of which this is clearly the most important. I can also say, as a PlayStation, <laughs> as a PlayStation partner, there will be no advertising during this awards. And no bias. No bias. With our Final Fantasy stuff, Zelda thing here, Sonic. Although I don't know if Sonic will be on that. Pokemon. Game. Yeah. Well, uh, I, Sonic might might be up there. Who knows? Right, well, I'm uh, just we're just getting things ready. I'm Should we explain the method? Yes, there is a method to this madness. So what, as I said, we've done is we have made, we've both made a list of what we've played. I think mine's 34 games. Yeah, mine's about 25. Okay. This is just played, not finished, okay? Yeah, and looking through this, I'm very much aware that there are a lot of games that neither of us have played that other people have and it's meant to be incredible and there are going to be loads of games from this year that we've missed there are games that you played i haven't that i'm like damn it i wish i played that um there are games that later this week i absolutely want to play because i just i haven't got around to it and i really want to and maybe they might have appeared on here had we played them sooner so this is very much just our opinion on what we have played this year we are but two people so we can't play everything. Um, but you, to- you need to talk a bit more while I go and fix this. Uh, well, you're going to fiddle. So what we're going to do is uh, whittle this down. This is our long list. We're going to whittle this down um, into our, I guess, short list, which will probably be slightly more than 10. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is just us pointing out what we want in the list, and then we will sort of pitch for them and and, and debate nicely. Um, and... Once we've got that shortlist, we are then going to go through the reader rewards. Yes. Uh, or reader viewer rewards. The community awards. Hmm. I don't know what I'm saying. Um, so for those, you will have already seen the categories and you will have nominated, hopefully, your favourites. Um, we will then be selecting the top nominees in each category and they will be put in Twitch uh, in Twitch chat for you to vote on in a poll. Yeah, Twitch so, polls. We will be going through all those after that. So get ready to click and vote. Um, If you are reading this podcast, I'm very sorry, but hopefully you are viewing or at least listening. Um, But but we welcome everyone. Please do read us for filth. Mm -hmm. Um, We're used to it. Yeah. And then after that, we will then come back to our list and create our top 10 um, and and are in order towards our number one. Hmm. Um, Transcription we'll... is always an option, Monty. If you would like to do that for the readers, <laughs> um, that would be much appreciated. Yeah, we'd be very grateful, Mike. Thank you, Mike. That's very generous of you. Or if uh, Otter would like to sponsor us, that would be great. Otters? Otter is is a transcription program. Okay. Journalists will know that well. Yeah. Right, I think I... Monty, Monty can do that. Yeah. Great. <laughs> also, we do have snacks here as well. We have... Thanks to Ed's mum... Do we not? Yes. Um, mince pie, the best, with no mince inside, just mince meat. And here are, oh, sorry, people that are listening to this on the podcast. We have two mince pies, one for me and another one for me, because Ed doesn't they like are, it. Yeah, they are, um, they're covered in frangipan rather than a pastry top. Would you like to try it? No. What about like a little bit from the side where you can't eat the mince? I'd, I'd eat the frangipan. Go on, eat, eat a bit the, of that frangipan. I don't want the mince. Lick it off. Ed's sticking his teeth into the frangipan. It tastes of frangipan. Mm. Um, so that's mm. that. And then the other one is orange and almond cake, mm. which apparently she made on an Italian 
course. Mm. Which mm. is nice, I will say. Mm. So you can enjoy that mince pie. Mm. Mm-hmm. 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 But yes, are we going to whittle ours down? Of course, Monty, not a corpse. It wasn't <laughs> made by a dead person. Wow. Did the readers get cake? Um, we could maybe share the recipe. <laughs> yeah. Share Ed's mum. <laughs> Fran Japan, yeah. Oh, my God. Fran Japan needs to be a drag name. Fran Japan. That is amazing. <laughs> I bet you will. We definitely have that. Yeah, Fran Japan. <laughs> Uh, I feel like you would have to be Japanese for that name, but I mean... Yes. <laughs> no cultural appropriation. Okay. Exactly. I mean, Fran- but then French Japan is Italian? French? I actually don't know. I mean, it's just... It's probably like it's, Swedish it's and everyone's going like, to be really upset. Al- it's just a sort of almondy thing. Mm. I don't Fran- know where it comes from. Yeah. Someone said I like Martin Sheen today. Fran Japan. Yeah, maybe that would work better, actually. Frangipan is kind of like marzipan, but cakey. Uh, Frangipan is... Oh, is it British? A sweet almond-flavoured custard. Oh, is it? It's French. I think. No, Italian or French? I don't know. Where is it from? Well, this is going to take forever, this, isn't it? it? Ultimately from Italian. Named after Frangipani. Frangipani. Okay, right. We're speaking of cultural appropriation. There we go. <laughs> Michael Sheen. That's it. Not not Martin Sheen. Um, okay. So I've I've done something incredible. Well, are we going to go and whittle our long lists down to exactly ten? You were like, listening when I explained the process. Yeah, but you? I didn't know if you wanted to whittle it down to ten. Or I think if we just whittle it down to our favourites that we definitely want to consider. Yeah. Um, I in my head have done that, and I've got fifteen. <laughs> But that's from 33. Um, so That's surprising because you hate every game. I don't hate every game. How dare. <laughs> yeah, well, I just um, want people to remember, if, if anybody's watching who has a memory like me, then they'll want a reminder. Okay. So let's create a short list, After which my... may or may not be slightly more than 10. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and and we, will, we will discuss those as we go. Mm. Um, Ready? Watch. Mm. So on the left is you, mm-hmm. and on the right is me. Oh, you mean in the thing? Yeah, in the in the list, not on the screen. Yeah, just in case people didn't know. Have you mirrored us the other way? No, that's how the camera looks at us. But that camera's different to there, <laughs> and that's very confusing. Is it? Yeah, because I'm on the left. I'm on the right here, and I'm on the left on the but camera. That's what it looks like. Oh, you know that camera? Yeah, it reflects into. I yeah. know it just turns the other way. It's very odd. Mm. Anyway. Would rude. you like to start with your list? Yeah, and so maybe here... like embolden the ones that you, you really want to push for. We do have quite a few uh, games here, as you can see. We do have some that will match uh, both of them, and then obviously we'll just pick one of them. I'll pick mine, and then if, we, if we're any that both of us match, then that's definitely in. Yeah. Um, right. We are quite zoomed out, aren't we? Should we zoom in again? Well, we're a bit smaller, aren't we? There you go. Now you can see us more. Nice. You can see Ed's. That... He's done his hair. We need to zoom in on him. No. Get into the middle, Ed. Get into the middle of it. Look at that. Look at that hair. Go on. Show us your I mean, hair. It's an eye. There. That, that beautiful. No, it's this bit keeps flopping. Oh. Anyway. You see a little quiff. Quiff Richard. It, I hate it when it flops. Yeah. <laughs> it happens to all of us at our age. I know, but you can't help it. <laughs> anyway, would you like to consider Pokemon Legends Arceus in your top 10? No, but I would like to consider Pokemon Legends Arceus, uh, which was. Oh. It came out in January. And I do really like that. 
Uh, no way Ed has DBD hooked on you. So this is all the games that we've played, even if it's just for a very yeah, short time. This, okay, not all of these have we... I'll just add, we haven't finished all these. This is just what we have played at least a considerable amount of to be able to consider it for Game of the Year. And yes, I did complete Hooked on You. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've got... I know it's not going in the shortlist. I mean, I've got Diablo Immortal and I've got Harvestella and Alan Wake Remastered, which, yeah, so... Well, we will see when we get to the short list, um, not the top 10, but the, when we, once we've got to the short list, we will be um, maybe we'll make a decision on whether we're allowing two Pokemon games on there. Um, we'll see. So, Pokemon Legends Arceus, I would like to keep that on there for the short list because it is a really fun Pokemon game. They tried something different. There was only one version of it, which was a huge bonus. Um, and I just like the extra, I just liked the way that they brought it in the art style as well. It was obviously similar in um, like quality to Violet and Scarlet in the quality of like how the, well the game was made, but the art style kind of hid the fact that it was quite ugly. Art style? Hmm. Does it have an art style? Yeah. Does it? Yeah, old. Old. Old art Retro style. chic. Ret- no, it definitely had an art style. It had more of an art style than uh, Violet and Scarlet. I beg to differ. Really? Yeah. Are you drunk? What's inside <laughs> your tea? Oh, my God. The first game we've even talked about when we're having an argument. The Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, the art style is green for the hills, blue for the sea. Okay, the environment... Oh, see, I don't want to get into a huge debate right now about Pokemon Scarlet. We haven't got there yet, <laughs> but... The the environments are a bit shit, but I like the style of the human characters. For me, Arceus is a little bit too out of proportion, chibi anime, and I I just prefer. I don't, okay, there's a difference in art and animation. <laughs> to be clear, um, I I I like the style of the human characters in Violet more. Mm. Moni finished it. She Arceus. did. I know. Mm. Well, then it gets the Moni Award for completion. Well done. <laughs> We should have the annual Money Does Stuff Award for game that she finished. And didn't kill anyone. Oh, game that she finished that year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, mm. Second game I've got... Sorry, I was just finishing off that mince pie. Have a swallow. Oh, well, you, you tell us. What's the second game? Well, the second game was Oli Oli World, which both of us have played. Mm. Um, I haven't finished it, but I really, really enjoyed what I played. Mm. Um, I don't think it quite captured my attention enough to want to be in the top. Um, but it is a brilliantly made game. It's it's a uh, if you haven't played it, it's a it's essentially a side-scrolling skateboarding game. But it plays more like a platformer than it does a skateboarding game. You do tricks, and it's just about getting to the end. Um, but you sort of do tricks along the way. Um, and it it has speaking of art styles, it's got a really beautiful art style, um, and also great representation. It is the only thing that kind of annoyed me is I just wanted to do, go and play the game and do some skates and tricks and things. Whereas there's lots of dialogue in it. <clears throat> I can't remember if it's voiced or not, but yeah, there is a lot of dialogue I think it's between sort of runs. Gibberishy, like mm, yes, but like between runs, and obviously if you're progressing it and you're trying to unlock everything, it is a lot of like just. It was great and it's funny, that and then, I liked the humor in it, but just that's called story. I don't want story in an Oli Oli game. <laughs> I never had it in the old ones. Why are we getting it in this one? I liked it. It's quite amusing. It didn't put me off and I played it for like a good afternoon uh, and actually really enjoyed it but I don't think that's going to make our top 10 is it no no well but it's wh- a very very good game that you should all go and play well let's do one each because otherwise you're going to spend about 
you know, a year talking about yours. So tell us all about Paparazzi, which I enjoyed watching you at the beginning of this year play. I played it on stream. It's photographing dogs. It's fun for like five minutes and then it gets repetitive. It's quite cute, but it's not great. You can delete it. Oh, yeah. You played it in, didn't you finish it in one stream? Uh, yes. It's like two hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus, would you like to embolden that one? Oh, I would not. You would not? No. Ooh, all right. Also as well, we're talking about character style. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, you can't change what you're wearing. You've got four different outfits. Yes, you can get a hat and a backpack, because but who cares about school. that? you're school. You've got a uniform. I'm not at school. You I'm should... out killing in and monsters in on like well, water. Well, then you should go back mountains. to the school and do some lessons, shouldn't you? Oh, yeah, I didn't do that. <laughs> it gets repetitive. It, it does taunt. It gets repetitive in two hours. It is Pokemon Snap, but dogs... So it's cute for five minutes, and then it's like, oh, okay, I've played this now. That's the only thing that could rescue uh, Pokemon Snap is having dogs. Yes. Uh, Ollie Ollie, we've ta- talked about. Okay. Um, now, I played Destiny 2 The Witch Queen, and I finished it. Wow, uh, you finished a game? Uh, well, it's an expansion. Oh. Well, yeah, I finished the expansion of Destiny 2. It was a, another step up. Every time they bring out an expansion, it seems like uh, they're making like decent progress on the game, and, and they've... Know, fix something or made it look cool. In fact, the new one, which is Lightfall, I believe, the new one that's out in uh, a few months' time, that's very kind of neon cyberpunk uh, Blade Runner, uh, which we just watched yesterday. So Indeed. that looks very, very cool. I just wish I could play it on other platforms, maybe on the go, like on a Steam Deck. Um, that's the first time I've mentioned it so far. Not the last. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> But yeah, no, Destiny 2, The Witch Queen, it's great. They introduced, um, so a lot of it is just a lot of grinding. And it's still a lot of grinding. And in this it's game... Destiny, of course it's grinding. Yeah, but like there's a grind that's rewarding and you're always making progress and you can put a fair few hours in. This, if you want to be at the max level or the highest level to do all the raids and stuff, you need to spend so much time kind of repeating and doing the same things again in that. Whereas grinding, I don't know, in other games like uh, Le- um, you know Scarlet and Violet, for example, I was grinding just doing these terror raids. Everyone's different because it was a different Pokemon you're going for, a different difficulty. You can change which one you're using. This one, it, like Destiny, just feels a lot of repeating the same stuff again and again and again. Um, however, with the Witch Queen, when that came out, if you'd completed it um, in hard difficulty, which is very, 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 very hard, and they do cap your level, your light level, so you can't even grind for it. Then they do reward you with some armor that's quite a high, you know, uh, quite a high level and a great base to start it off. Which I like that. And they're, they're just, they are adding lots of things, but there is a, because it is a free-to-play game, uh, things like the, oh, there was a Zur Trials or whatever it's called, the Trials of Zur, I think it was, or something like that. These all, these things are just getting added and you have to pay for them. And it's just like, can we... I don't know. But they're, they're stopped sunsetting certain um, areas now. So instead of... Because now, they're like Destiny 2, when that game first came out, that game doesn't exist anymore. No? Like, you cannot play it. It's something totally different. So has the Witch Queen stuck with you till the end of the year? No, it hasn't, so I'm going to remove it. Great. Thanks uh, for But I hope that Lightfall is good and gets me back into it, but we will see. There are so many other games that I've got uh, that want my full attention, which I'd rather give. Nice. Hmm. Right, I'll do the next three so that then we're in line. Um, Sifu. Sifu is a beat-em-up game um, that was made by, I think it's a French developer, I want to say, um, but is is indebted to Chinese kung fu cinema and was slated as being cultural appropriation when it came out and it was all full of stereotypes and um, 
Don't forget your tea. Mm. Um, and sorry, I just saw. Wow, it Chinese and... stereotypes. And you're like going, oh, speaking of which, have a tea. Because <laughs> we are horribly British. Um, as a game, I think it's it's actually quite fun, um, but it is incredibly difficult, and I got really, really, really aggravated by it um, to the point where I decided I'd wait until an easy mode came out, and then they added an easy mode, and, did and you then finish it? and then I didn't play it. Um, so it's okay. It's quite a fun beat 'em up, um, but is a bit controversial in for some people, um, understandably. So I would not like to consider that. Oh, wow. But I did play a bit of it. Seafood is off the menu. Right, the first of two Final Fantasy games, Final Fantasy Origin Stranger of Paradise, um, which was kind of terrible, but I also quite liked it. And that is very much setting up my year of gaming of games that are not very good, but I quite liked it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, as a Final Fantasy fan, um, this game effectively is sort of cherry-picking the best bits of all the other games and putting them together into little dungeons. It's got actually got great combat, a really interesting use of the job system. Um, it plays a bit... People's talk called it sort of a Souls-like. I wouldn't necessarily go that far, um, but it definitely has that kind of action RPG combat to it. Um, it's got a terrible story, terrible style. Um, it thinks it's trying to be all emo and cool in a really 90s way, and it's just embarrassing. Um, but in terms of gameplay, it's actually quite fun. Um, I quite, I had quite a fun time with it, but it's not in my top 10. Is it not? It's not in my top 10. Okay. Final Fantasy Origins, Oranges, uh, Stranger of Paradise. Also, so. there's loads of DLC for it, which I haven't played, mm. which is, I think, meant to be quite good. Maybe they improve so, the story. Maybe. Now, we've got two heavyweights now. Horizon Forbidden... This is not a heavyweight. Horizon Forbidden West is... And I feel terrible saying this, because before that came out, I was desperate to play it, and I really wanted to give it a go, and you bought it for us at full price... And I did not touch it because the next game on the list came out a week later. Mm. Um, And I then started Horizon Forbidden West about six weeks ago. And I played it for a couple of weeks and thought, this is shite. And Mm. it's genuinely one of of the most disappointing games of the year, if I'm honest. It is absolutely beautiful. It's one of those games that is just so impossibly good looking to look at. Like, it just looks stunning. Um... In terms of gameplay, I'll add, I'm not, I I don't think I'm actually halfway through it. Like, I've played enough to know that I'm annoyed by it. Um, Gameplay-wise, it's kind of just more of the same Horizon, and it feels like it's, it hasn't caught up to Breath of the Wild and Elden Ring and whatever other open-world games have come out, Um, and... It, it just doesn't live up to those. It hasn't learned from those games. It's not doing anything new particularly. The combat is okay. It just gives you too many options um, in terms of all different weapons to use, and it's it's not interesting enough to make use of them. I'm intrigued by and... it. I think I probably will stream it next year, like just have a whole day playing it and just seeing what it's like. But the first one didn't really grab me. I didn't like the combat in the first one, and it seemed that it's the same. See, I did love the combat in the first one. Mm. I love using all the different weapons and traps and different elements, but there are so many... It's like they've given you twice the number of options this time just to give you stuff. And it's just... It's a game full of stuff. You just collect currencies and collect upgrades and collect weapons and collect armors and collect machine parts. And it's like, none of this matters. Just give me a 
bow to shoot people. Like, there's just too much stuff going on. But the main thing about it is the fact that in the first game, I really liked Aloy. I thought she was a really interesting character. And, spoiler, she she's, she's the saviour. She's the chosen one in a very boring, typical, stereotypical sci-fi kind of way. And the problem with this as a second game is that she's the chosen one and boy does she know she is. Mm. And she does not stop spouting on about it. And she just charges into places and says, I'm the chosen one. You should do what I tell you to do because I'm amazing. And I'm like, I don't want to play as you. <laughs> You're so irritating. And for me, they've just ruined Aloy as a character. I think the first game was great as a story and now they've made a sequel or felt compelled to make a sequel because it was successful. And... It's kind of like they don't know what to do with Aloy. They don't know what to do with the world. And it just, it it's just, I don't find it a satisfying story at all. Um, and the combat doesn't make up for it. And even though it's beautiful and nice to look at, I just haven't really enjoyed playing it. Mm. So I, I, I have not enjoyed it, I'm afraid. So it is a big key PlayStation game of the year, but it has not lived up to expectations, just like others on this list. But we'll get to them. Mm, okay, the Horizon Forbidden West is gone, I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I will probably play it. I might do a whole like day stream just playing it and blasting through and see what I think of it. Because I do have uh, the PSVR 2 coming in February, so I will try out that Call of the Mountain. Yeah. Well, I'll put it on stream. I, that's the thing. Call, uh, Call of the Mountain, mm. it's not Aloy, I think. It's like a... It's you. It's first person. Well, it's you. First person. And it's, it's still that world, but just in a different way from a new perspective, and that I'm interested in. Right, should we go to one on my list, as we were going to take in turns, but I'm not sure what happened there. Well, no, 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 I said I do three, because now we've got the same one. Ah, right. Well, this next one, now one of my games, uh, a little game called Elden Ring that came out and stole the thunder from Horizon Forbidden West. Um, yes, Elden Ring came out. It's the first Souls game that I probably put a fair bit of... Well, that I did uh, put a fair bit of time into. I remember us playing the the demo or the beta when it was first mm -hmm. out. And I think I just watched you play and go and went, I was like, oh, it's quite ugly. It looks quite tough. Yeah, it looks fine. I'm sure I'll play it for about an hour and then give up. Uh, I've ended up playing it for like a good 30 hours, which I know is not loads. I don't know, 30 to 40. Done a few of the main bosses, explored a lot. I, d I do really like it. It's um, definitely grabbed me a lot more than any other Souls game has in the past, just because you can grind to get places. But you've also just got loads of options and places to go. But, I mean, I know what you think of this game, so I'm going to just pass it over to you and let you talk for a little while. No, because this is absolutely going in the top ten, and we'll discuss it more later. Let's let's be honest. Okay. You can put Elden Ring in bold. <laughs> I will put it in bold as well, because it will be my top ten. Good. All right, then. Well, do you want to do this next one, then? Triangle Strategy, um, which you bought to play for yourself. Yeah, how is it? Uh, <laughs> Because I played it instead. Um, it's 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 fun. It is a really... It's definitely up my street. It is a great little JRPG with a really interesting story. Um, and it sort of plays a bit like reading a book. It's, it is it is literally a story unfolding and you just spend a lot of time reading. Um, I mean, you got annoyed with reading in, in Oli Oli World... Mm. Um, Triangle Strategy is is literally a novel that you have to just sit and read through before you even get to a battle. Um, the battles are fun. I don't enjoy it as much as Fire Emblem, which is probably its probably its sort of closest 
analogy or sort of Final Fantasy Tactics. It's it's that kind of tactics game, um, which for me, my favourite in the genre is Fire Emblem. So I will inevitably compare back to that. Um, it doesn't quite have the kind of character and vibrancy of a Fire Emblem game. Um, it's much more dark and grim, sort of Game of Thronesy, um, and it's it's well worth playing. Um, I'm I'm maybe almost twenty fifteen to twenty hours in, I'd say, um, and it's which isn't even halfway. So I've enjoyed it, but it's it's been a bit of a struggle to get that far, and I would like to finish it, but it's not going in the list. Okay, no triangle strategy then. Uh, okay, so I have played another game that I have finished. I say another game. I've played. Wow. I've finished Arceus. Um, definitely not Elden Ring. Maybe one day. Who knows? Um, but I have finished Gran Turismo Seven. I went to the cafe and did all thirty odd missions that you're meant to do in there, um, and thoroughly enjoyed it. I do like a realistic driving experience, and um, obviously Gran Turismo does that. And this was like the the story mode was like the closest to a career. But I mean, the career itself was pretty much just go here. Um, you need to win two of these races, or you need to come third in three of these races, or whatever, and unlock... Oh, in fact, no, it wasn't. You needed to unlock certain cars, but to unlock those cars, you had to come in, like, the top three or whatever of a certain race. So it was just kind of do that, do that, rinse and repeat, unlock the cars, but, like, the handling was fantastic. It didn't feel as cheap as, like... I don't know, like, Gran Turismo, a lot of the times, like, the menus and stuff just feel really late 90s, and they've not moved on at all. <coughs> so I've got a bit of minge, mince uh, in my throat. Minge? Minge in your Minge throat? pie, yes. What have you been doing? Frangipan. Wow. Um, but yeah, obviously the cars, absolutely stunning. Best looking cars you're going to find in the game. Lots and lots of uh, tracks. Weirdly, like, yeah, there's a fair few tracks that are not included that I thought might, but that's just me from, you know, knowing them through Formula One and stuff. So there's obviously a lot of extra ones that... Uh, in that. I believe there's no Silverstone, but there is Brands Hatch. What? I know. But there might be. I don't know. Don't count me out on that. Um, but yeah, it's it handles as you'd expect. I enjoyed it a lot, but it, it is a it is like the perfect racing sim, and I'm sure they're going to keep adding things. But there is there's a weird like yeah the currency system in there, and trying to unlock all the cars would take forever, even longer than finding all of the Pokemon. I know. That's saying something. Mm-hmm. And they don't even, like, make noises or battle. No. Oh, and also there's uh, microtransactions. Oh, no. Mm. Delete. Um, I'm going to put Gran Turismo in bold. Oh. For one of mine. And maybe it'll be one of the first to go, but I don't know. I, just, I need to work out how many I'm going to put in bold on my on my side. Bold in- move, indeed. Interesting. Mm. Very interesting. Because it, when it comes to... If I want a realistic racing game and just play around there for a while, I will play Gran Turismo 7. Fair. And then Forza Motorsport is next year, is it? Indeed. Well, maybe that'll overtake it. Who knows? Well, it will be on Game Pass, so maybe I'll give it a go. Yeah, I want this to have a good career mode. I don't care. Like, give me a good career mode. I don't care if it's a simulator. Give me a career... Simulator games need more career modes in there. It just adds a bit of fun. Like flight Does sim. fun and career modes really go together? Mm-hmm. It's a career. It's a job. Will it overtake it? I forgot I said that. Oh, yeah. that was that was mm. terrible. Yeah. Okay, go now on, do your next one. Uh, my other okay, my next one is WWE 2K22 because that came out this year finally after taking off or taking a year off after releasing 2K20 to well, it was a abhorrent. <laughs> uh, that game. 
It was terrible. I had to go and like revert back to it on Friday Night Wrestling. And then 2K21 never then came out. And they released 2K22 at the beginning of this year. It's fine. I've really not done anything other than what I've done on Friday Night Wrestling. It seems all right. But problem is WWE fired like half the roster, if not even more. So the choices of like songs and intros and characters it's and stuff because they were bad people. No, actually, the people who were in who well who generally still are in charge of WWE, they're the bad people. Oh. Although Vince has now quit, um, or is he he has stepped back as chairman because he is well. I don't want to say anything that could get me into trouble, but he. Ooh. Has had lots of allegations against him that he hasn't denied and he has stepped back and involved paying people money for doing things at work and stuff like that. He's a pest. There you go. WWE oh. politics is... Mo- oh, gosh, yeah. There's a whole thing called Dark Side of the Ring, which is a documentary on... I don't know, it's on a US channel. Maybe Vice. Yeah, I think it's Vice that do them. And most of them are based about WWE, but yeah, you should hear about some of the stories, honestly. In fact, I might actually play some because you'll find it fascinating, well, but also yeah, and then and then we can have a nice time in Friday Night Wrestling. Yeah, but anyway, WWE 2K22 is a, for me, is a mediocre game. For most people, it'll probably be terrible. And yeah, that's not going on the list. Well, I sort of feel like you've played it, but you haven't, because you haven't actually played it. You no. just let the computer do it. I let the computer do it. So that do doesn't it. really count, does it? The AI is better. We don't want it to be better. We want the AI to be terrible. Yeah. <laughs> that makes it much more fun. No, but like the AI will go to the... will climb outside of Hell in a Cell, take them to the top, and then smash them through the uh, the panel at the top. Uh, so are we deleting that? We are definitely deleting that. Okay, go on then. Tell us about another game that you quite like. Tunic, it's going the list. Next. Okay, I guess we're going to be talking about... What's going on your list? I don't know what... I mean, I didn't like it. Um, it's a bit too simple. Ah! There's nothing simple about Tunic. Oh, it's just a little fox playing a Zelda. And... Well, then you did not play it properly. I just got quite bored quite quickly. <gasps> yeah. Right, well, we'll discuss that when that's in the top five, shall we? <laughs> well, um, <laughs> Ghostwire Tokyo, we both played. Um, Ghostwire Tokyo is the definition of style over substance. Um, I really wanted to like it. Um, I think it's got a really, really interesting premise. It is, um, oh God, I've completely forgotten her name, but the original designer who ended up leaving, Nakamura, I think it's her surname. I've totally forgotten her name. Is that the person you um, misspelled? I did not misspell it. Okay. Um, she basically has this YouTube series where she goes and she looks at like dilapidated buildings in Japan and it's this whole like urban horror scene that is like a real life thing in Japan. Um, and she's sort of brought that into this game. She sadly left the project and you can see that influence from her in it. And I love that idea of going into these like rundown buildings in in Japan and there's like Japanese folklore and it's horror and it's psychological, but it just didn't live up to that for me. The actual gameplay was a bit dull. There was a lot of finger flapping, um, but it got very repetitive um, and it wasn't scary in the slightest. And it ended up just being a really boring open world to run around and just didn't, it just didn't live up to what it could have been. Um, 
it looks super, super cool. Like the whole finger magic stuff, like looks flashy. I love the aesthetic of it. It's just in terms of gameplay, it was just boring. Um, it was just going around collecting things in an open world and just not, not scary. And it's meant to be a horror game. I want, I want to at least jump a little bit, but it wasn't scary at all. So I personally found it disappointing, but I love what it could have been. Yeah, I felt exactly the same. It was just a bit boring. I think I played it for I played it for a fair few hours, but just then, yeah, I got about halfway and gave up. I just could not be bothered. In fact, I don't. I think I even got further than halfway because I think you ended up just finishing it. I I, I, like, I persevered and I was like, I'm I'm gonna tick off most of the map and at least finish the story, but it it didn't satisfy me in the way that I wanted it to. See, there's quite a few games here that you have finished but didn't enjoy. I'm. Will your New Year's resolution be to like just stop playing games and go and play a game that you might enjoy? No. <laughs> it might get good. No. Game, <laughs> what game have you played that was terrible that eventually got good after like the third quarter? Well, there are games on this list that are terrible, but I still quite like them. <sighs> yes. Well, Ghostwire Tokyo... It, it is we, off the list for me. It is off the list for me as well. Um, okay, now let you go and do your next one. In fact, we've both well, done this Well, do you one. want to take Tunic off yours, or are you, are you sticking with it? Oh, no, Tunic is uh, going down the sink. There we go. That That's is that's going to be our biggest debate, you oh, realise. It's just for hipsters. Don't start. I don't like Tunic. They're going to think it's a game. Right, we talking about Kirby. Uh, go on, then. Let's talk about Kirby, which I've just been playing. And what did you think of it? What were your first impressions? Uh, it's very colourful. Mm-hmm. It's simple. It's one button for an attack and one button for jump, which I switched the controls over, and oh my god, that's so much better. Um, because, yeah, jump was the A button, which is weird. Um, Why? That's what it is in Mario. I don't play Mario. But you could switch it around, so it's like it was the bottom button. So it was B, and then you could use square to attack. You're such great. a PlayStation gamer. That's me. I want to press X Sponsored to by PlayStation UK. Um, no, I liked... Uh, yeah, it was it was fun. It was definitely getting a bit stressful with those timed uh, side missions, but the actual game itself, going through it, everything is so polished. And what one thing I loved about it is, I put it into my Steam, into my Steam, I put it into my Steam Deck. I didn't put it into my Steam Deck. <laughs> no. I put it into my Switch, and it was like ready to play. And I was like, okay, check for updates. Nothing. So that is a day one box copy with no. That's updates. Nintendo for you. Just is very very well. Not all Nintendo games. Well. I was about to say, we were talking about the uh, Nintendo seal of approval, but that also exists on Pokemon Scarlet. So, um, yeah, maybe not so... Uh... I don't think it does. What? Does it actually have it on yeah. it? Yeah, there you go. Official oh my God, seal of quality. Seal of quality. Nintendo, what are you thinking? <laughs> wow. Someone said it came printed already on the paper. <laughs> yeah, it's just by a standard. It's yeah. always there. Um, but no, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. It wasn't too... I played it on the really hard mode because apparently, from what I was reading, it was like really hard mode or really easy. So I thought I'd go on really hard mode. And that was silly. I, no, I didn't. I died. I think I ever died. Oh. Hmm. Because you just... Yeah, the thing pops off you, doesn't yeah. it? Um, but yeah, no, I, I liked the different enemies, the different things you can be, the different... Like the different mechanics that add uh, that happen to you when you're swallowing various things, whether it's a car or a vending machine or a set of stairs, everything felt completely different. And also the different weapons. Um, and I finished the first world, so I went back to the hub and noticed there were loads of other weapons I have not even found yet. Yep. I yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's 
I mean, it's not, well, say it's not reinventing the wheel. There's definitely a lot of new things in there that I've never seen before, like, you know, sucking uh, vehicles and stairs. Oh, Carby is, I mean, it's worth game of the year alone for Carby. Um, Carby is cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you say not re- reinventing the wheel. I think in terms of Kirby games, it's not. But I've never played a Kirby game until Kirby and the Forgotten Land. I mean, this isn't the first one I've played. So for me, it felt very new. Hmm. Um, and it was nice to play as like the pink puffball from Smash Brothers at last and actually play a proper Kirby game. Um, and to be honest, to, to summarise, what could be more swapping joysticks than a game about sucking and blowing? That's true. You... Suck at games and I blow. Get it boldened. Yeah. Okay. Can I be in the forgotten <laughs> line? I mean, yeah, sure. I will it be in my top ten? I mean, I've only played it for two hours, um, so I won't put it on mine. But yes. Well, I guess I'll fight for it. Okay. Well, Rune Factory Five. I played it for a f- about forty minutes and quickly turned it off because it was dreadful. Oh, absolutely dreadful. The frame rate was in. Well, it wasn't. I don't know if it was in single figures or not, but. It just felt like a game that was like, oh, quick, we, we like, people like Stardew, people like Animal Crossing or whatever, just print it out. It's a generic character in a generic town with generic farming, generic vegetables, generic. Was it, was it generic? It was so generic, but like, oh, it felt rushed. It made Pokemon Scarlet look like it had been uh, polished. But was it generic? It was very generic. Uh-huh. <laughs> Goodbye, Rune Factory. I never, oh, well, dear. we will maybe see. Remember that stream? I was doing, because they were very kind to gift me a copy of it. And I was like, okay, I'll, well, I'll stream it. <laughs> Thanks for the gift copy. However, I, I, your I game was shit. <laughs> I think I started, because I was like, well, I should really do it on release. Um, and then I think you'd started your stream. So I popped in, I was like, then bye. And then started my stream and then raided you before, <laughs> within like the space of an hour. I remember that. Yeah. I suddenly got a raid with loads of people and very disappointed people. Yeah, <laughs> because they were raiding you. Or... <laughs> well, that too. Oh, I tried to be that. Sometimes you're just like, I really want to like this game. And the things like um, Coral Island, love that game. That's mm. great. I don't know if Coral Island... That's n- that's not on your list. It is, is it not? Because there's a lot of it missing. It's not going to be on my game of the list because there's it's in early access and there's a lot more to come. Interesting. But we can maybe talk about... Maybe I'll put that at the bottom and we can maybe discuss it because maybe the chat can... I don't know. I wouldn't... I mean, Coral Island... Yeah, yeah, it's not fully, it's not fully out. I think early access is okay if you, if the majority of the game is out, like Marvel Snap, which we've got on there. Yeah, uh, which is in early access. Um, there's another. Uh, I think no, Temtem's out fully now. I think I saw another one that was also in early access. But um, yeah, no, I, I think that there's not enough of that game out to be. That can be next year. Sure. Um, but yeah. So what was I talking about? I don't know. But should we talk about the next one? Go on, yeah. Uh, Rune Factory, fuck that. Dorf Romantic, yes. We have both played Dorf Romantic. Kinseed, that's right. Yeah, it's Kinseed Early Access. Uh, no, Kinseed was... It has been an Early Access and then it was released properly last month. Oh. But we we played a bit of it on yeah. stream um, a couple of weeks ago but haven't, haven't played any more. So it's not really worth us considering it here. Um, but yeah. Uh, have I added Warhammer 40k Dark Tide? No, I've not played it, I'm afraid. But yeah, Kinsey is a bit of a pity because I would have. I really liked what I played of Kinsey, but it was only for like about an hour. Yeah, we did a quick look. As as we said, like there are there are a lot of games that we've maybe just 
played a short a bit of or not played at all that are probably very good games. It's just that this is not what we've played. Um, so, Dwarf Romantic, did you like it? Yeah, I enjoyed it for you like. You played an it hour. on Switch, right? Yes. Uh, which I, feel I played like. on PC. Yeah, I don't know if it would be better on PC with clicking and things. I can't imagine playing it with a controller, if I'm honest. Yeah. It was fine. Wow. I don't know, I just got a bit bored. I was like, okay, cool, got to do that, and then I can do another one, and then another one. It's a nice little board game. Was there not enough story for you? Because mm. other games have had too much story. So, for you. I know, Ollie Ollie World, that was not a story. That was just good gibberish. <sighs> and then Dolph Romantic was okay. It was just, it's a puzzle game that you place tiles down, and it looks cute, and it makes pretty little areas. It just didn't set my world on fire. It, I was more intrigued by how people used the hashtag more than actually the game itself. Well, I liked it a lot more than you did. Um, I actually haven't played it that much. Um, I got it when it came out on PC and I thought, oh, I'll give it a little go for 20 minutes. And then suddenly like two hours have gone past. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay, this is addictive. And I haven't really played much since just because I'm scared to because I think I will get nothing done. Because, yes, it's relaxing and it's it's calming and it's not, you know, some fancy action game and there's not enough story. It's just, it's one of those puzzle games. Like, a good puzzle game is one that's really simple but really addictive. And this, for me, is just, it's a really simple idea. But it's done so well that you can easily just click away and just while away the hours and suddenly you've lost half a day um, out of nowhere. Um, and for me, I think that is the mark of a really great game. So it's not something that has kept me hooked throughout the year. Um, but I really like what I've played. And I think it is one of the better, in terms of that sort of more wholesome, calming, relaxing puzzle game type genre, I think it's definitely one of, if not the best. I would bold it. Would you? Yes. So does that mean you want to bold it? Yes. Okay. Well, I will delete it on my side, Gus. Yeah, it was, it was fine. All right, then. You can do the next one because you've got a fair few more than me. Well, I've got one more, and then you've got two more, and then we're even. Uh, Soundfall. Oh, no, I mean, like, well, true. Soundfall was a top-down shooter rhythm game um, that was an interesting concept that didn't quite go anywhere. Um, essentially, it's, like I said, a top-down sort of twin-stick shooter um, but everything's music themed and every time you shoot, it's in time to the beat, um, which is a really interesting concept. It's just it, I thought I'd finished it and then suddenly there was a load more game to go and it just it, it didn't quite develop enough. Once I got the hang of it, I was like, OK, I get this now. Now what? Mm. Um, so it just felt a bit samey. The music was quite good, though. So it was an interesting idea, um, but it's not for the list. Okay, um, for anybody that's listening on the podcast, we'll do a quick recap of what we've got. We've got Pokemon Legends Arceus, Elden Ring, Tunic, Gran Turismo 7, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, and Dolph Romantic uh, currently boldened, and we've no, not even halfway through the games that we've been talking about. We should do these quicker. Tell us about Diablo Immortal. Uh, I played it, and I thought, this is actually a really cool game. It looks amazing on the phone, plays like a Diablo game, and then they start to be like, hmm, you want them microtransactions? Mm -hmm. No. I, mean, I said, not like microtransactions. And I said no, and then deleted it. So I will delete it here as well. Excellent. Tell us about the quarry. Now, the quarry, if you like uh, Until Dawn, you will love the quarry. The quarry is one of those typical kind of teen 
slasher horror movies set in the middle of nowhere uh, where your choices matter and people can die and only a certain amount of people can live at the end and yada, 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 yada. Um, just like Until Dawn, it isn't really, you don't always know where it's going to go. Um, you're not sure if your selection is actually going to, when you, you pick a, something that is surely going to kill somebody, actually maybe it doesn't kill them. So there's all these little tricks. It made me, it was quite, I was quite surprised how expensive it was. Because I think I paid about 60, maybe even 65, or I paid at least 60 pounds for the game. And... It was very short, but I was thoroughly in, you know, if it, if a horror game, if I can finish a horror game, it means it's good because I don't generally like horror. And I think like the story and just how kind of goofy some of the acting is, because they're all famous-ish actors in that. Ish. Yeah. I mean, I don't recognize the name, but I don't recognize anybody's That's name. understandable. Um, but yeah. Was it scary? Did you pee your pants? I, I jumped a fair few times. Ooh. Um, there, yeah. But it's, I just... Um, it's one of those horror games where you're not just exasperated by the people doing dumb things because you can do them. And I there was a, I remember there was a couple of things where I was like, oh, I think this is what's happening. And it actually was. And people in the chat hadn't got it and they were impressed. So for that, Ooh. for me being smart for that game. You little smart ass. I'm going to bolden it because it is, it is probably the best of its genre um, when it comes to Until Dawn. I mean, Until thing is, Until Dawn and The Quarry are both similar. I think The Quarry is slightly better. But also, like, the price point does play a bit of a part in for me because I'm like, The Quarry is not a triple-A kind of so game that should be sold. So the Quarry come out on Game Pass, you'd be raving about it. Uh, if it? Is it on Game Pass? No. Oh. But you know, I thought you were going to say, well, actually, yeah, you kind of got it on there. Or if it was on PS Plus. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Until Dawn was on PS Plus, wasn't it? Yep. Uh, but yeah, no, The Quarry is cool. And yeah, that's nice. And that's cool. I need to stop using uh, generic words, but it's gripping Ooh, and gripping. Yeah. And surprising. Ooh, very nice. It's good. Swezzle's just picked up Dwarf Romantic on the Switch. Well, I, you can play one, it on the toilet now. I mean, well, you can answer this quickly. Can you play it on the Switch with touch controls? No. You see, that is a game changer for me. I think I would love I would love it even more if I could if I could just touch on the on the on the switch. I bet you for can me, Dorf on Romantic the is Steam like, Deck. Oh well, fuck the Steam Deck. <laughs> for me, Dorf Romantic would be an amazing um, an amazing mobile game in that it's the kind of game you could just while away the hours on a train journey and just just lose time and you could use touchscreen and I would love that. But it's also too small for a, for a phone. Um, F122. Yes. I despise this game with every fibre of my being. And if you want to know why, go and watch Formula Joysticks and then wonder why we didn't finish it. Formula Joysticks is um, a Formula One season that Ed and I have played. And he, he was winning for a, a little while. And then I got better and better and better. And I think we've got like four races left to do. And I'm about 68 points ahead of Ed. So Ed hasn't been really enthusiastic about finishing it, although we will finish it at one point. Will we? Yeah, we better. And I mean, it is the ultimate Formula One game. It is fantastic. I'm not going to put it on the top 10 because it's like a slightly better iteration of the previous one, which was also brilliant. So every year, the um, EA, because it is a game now through Codemasters, they bring out a fantastic F1 game with great career. The tracks are incredibly detailed. Everything is perfect in that game um it is incredibly polished there's loads to do you can do formula two as well as formula one 
the online works really well. We did it. We've been, we were doing it through the online, uh, the, like the amount of options you can do when we're setting up the online games has been fantastic. So it is a really, if I you like Formula One, you will love this. Beg to differ. Why? Because it does not have a decent enough sense of speed and the physics are not correct because the tiniest tap and off I go flying off the race track and suddenly DNF and you win and I scream and I don't like it. I'd like it deleted from the list, please. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bolden it just because oh. of your little rant. Oh, you asshole. <laughs> I mean, it's a very, it's the perfect Formula One game. Actually, there are two very good Formula One games that came out uh, this year. Well, we'll get to the other one. Um, shall I whip through a few so we're on the same? Well, yeah, exactly. That's, that's good. Um, and you should do that. Yeah, so we finish so on the same. level. Um, Arcade Spirits. I, um, I played some of this. I didn't finish it. I liked what I played. Um, great representation. Um, it is very similar to the previous one. So if you liked that, this will be fun. Um, it, it, it didn't massively grab me, but I think if you're into, um, sort of story-based games, uh, visual novels, you sh and especially if you're in the LGBT community, even if you're not in the LGBT community and you want to be a good ally, go play that game because it's, it's, it's really fun. If you um, don't buy it, you're a homophobe. <laughs> That's what Ed's trying to say. I did not say that. Um, it's not personally one of my favourites, but it's it's a fun little game. Um, but I would delete it. Okay. Deleted. Right, Sonic Origins. Sonic Origins um, is basically all the best Sonic games in a package. And that's lovely, but we've also played them to death a million times. So it's just an excuse to have them all together. But it's it's nothing new, so you can delete that. But I did enjoy it as a Sonic nerd. Oh, wow. I thought you were going to be fighting for that because you loved it. You yeah, platinumed like, You platinumed it. How can you talk about it for 10 seconds when you platinum? Not Frontiers, not Origins, but you were close. <laughs> oh, we have not got to the true Sonic debate yet, but you can delete Sonic Origins. I'd totally forgotten that there were different games. There you go. There we go. Oh, God. Right. Oh, Cuphead, the delicious last course is DLC. See what they did there uh, for Cuphead, uh, which is a brilliant game from a few years ago. This is, is great DLC. Um, it's not massively long and it's been a long wait for this, but when you also consider that they've hand drawn everything and all the amount of effort they've put in, it's incredibly well done. Um, I would gladly take more Cuphead. I love it. Um, but equally this was DLC, not a full game. So, um, I also reviewed it for Eurogamer. Yeah. And so it means something special to me, Aww. um, but you can delete it because it's not like a brand new game. Well, what's the rule going to be for that? Because we go, we do have things like, for example, the Witch Queen, which is like a new, it's an expansion for Destiny, but it's a campaign, a new campaign. It, is this like a new campaign? No. Well, it is, but it's very short, and I don't think it's worthy of consideration in the list. As much as I enjoy it, it is still just part of Cuphead. Okay. Well, that's fine. Your choice. Now... Power Wash Simulator. Ooh. Power Bottom Simulator. We... Played a lot of that uh, together in co-op mode. Mm -hmm. I've been following Power Wash Simulator as it's been going through the uh, betas. In fact, I think we both played it when it was on beta. And we actually, we met at, um, oh, WASD. WASD. We met uh, the people at I mean, Power Wash. I, I was going to say, that for me is sort of, sort of more why I remembered this game. is because we met them at WASD. And, and they were lovely. They were really lovely. Not that... 
We are biased. I don't mean that that you is... You can buy no, our no, that's not what positioning. I mean. What I mean is that that was a really fun day for us and Cliff. Um, and going there and meeting them. And then we came back and we played it together and we had a lot of fun. And so that general experience was very personally meaningful. Mm. And, and this is our top ten. I enjoyed it. But I enjoy the game anyway. I think it's great. I think it's so different as well. I mean, it is a power washing simulator. You're going and you're having to clean things. But also every 20%, I believe it is. Yeah, every 20% that you clean, you get like a message or you get some information. I haven't finished it, but apparently there's a campaign. I, I know what the story is. <laughs> Does it go places? It, oh, it goes places. See, I'm now that makes me want to play even more. Yeah. Um, but what I played from it so far, I just loved it. It felt so good going and like cleaning these things and then having it sparking clean and I don't know and just seeing what you've done and it was the perfect game to stream oh my god it was so good because you could say, just it's chat it's a great stream game because you're relaxing and but, but you're also chatting with people at the same time so we could just clean stuff together and then chat to people and that's really fun <laughs> Flinksy says the fact you like Power Wash Simulator uh, Power Wash Simulator more than Dolph Romantic says a lot about you yeah I I have I like things to be clean, which is surprising Ed right now. Uh, what? Living with me for a few months now. <laughs> really? How dare you? I cleaned up when you went to the uh, shop earlier. Um, but yeah, and that's May 9's intro. May 9 won a copy. Yes, they gave us some copies to give away. I don't, yeah, that is a personally, I don't know, for in when it comes to like my game of the year, Power Simulator is like top five for me. I loved it, but it's also a very personal one as well. And this is our our game of the year it's not necessarily like what we think are the technical best games of the year this is what this is our personal top there 10. are a lot of ways i mean i'm sure we'll get into this later but there are a lot of ways to decide what is our top games it might be what's personal to us it might be what we technically think is the best game it might be what has been in the news the most um yeah it's a lot of things but this definitely boldened Money, I thought money so talking about spraying was was a reply to Gemma, which was like, oh god. Um, yeah, there we go. So should we both put them in bold? Yes, please. We have oh, and that's uh, yeah. So we've kind of we're we're cutting down on them. We're we getting are. there. Now I didn't put stray on for some reason. I must have missed it. Did you um, play it? I finished it. I finished it before you did. Oh yeah. I finished it in like two nights because I was. Stuck in my horrible room. I was streaming room. it over two weeks. Yeah, I know. Two or, three, or three weeks, I think it was. Mm. Yeah, so Stray, the uh, cat pissing simulator. Let's... What did you think to Stray? I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I... In all honesty, the, the, going through this, this list again made me think there were a lot of games that I would love to play again. And I really want to play Stray again. Because it's a game that I played on stream, um, and it was over three weeks, so one stream a week, and I feel like I sort of lost a bit of the thread of the story and the process of that, and I sort of wish that I had just played it myself in like one sitting, mm. um, and I actually would really like to go back and play it again. What I played, I loved. I think I love the cat as a character, the way that they that they simulate being a cat, and as a as a non cat person, I definitely was drawn to playing as this as this cute cat. I liked how but, it was like you're it's not a cat simulator, but also it's not a parody of a cat where you're this cartoon thing. It's like you're obviously navigating as a cat, but you're yeah. able to go and do your you don't feel like a character. You're not it's not a, a character that you're playing. Yeah. And they, they weave sort of catisms, let's say, into the controls and and the platforming and, and the puzzle solving, which I love. 
But I also love that it's actually not a story about a cat. It's a sort of cyberpunk thing mm. with with robots in this futuristic world. And the world is um, stunning. And it's a stunning world. Um, it's exactly the kind of game that I love. This sort of adventure with puzzles, but it's got sort of double meanings to it and it's a bit ambiguous. Um, it reminded me a lot of Nier Automata, um, even though that is a very different style of game. But just in its tone and its world, mm. it felt quite similar to me. Um, it also had great music, I think, if I remember rightly. It did, yeah. Um, Genesis is a well-done game. It really was polished. It didn't feel... There was no... I didn't have, experience any glitches. And also, a uh, slight spoiler, if anybody wants to just like skip 30 seconds uh, from this, because... Okay. Um, the ending... I, I love a game that has an ending. It's not. It wasn't really ambiguous, and also it set up what would be a great sequel and something completely different, but with the same... I know it just it sets up a sequel but finishes the story and finishes your expedition that you're doing really well. Um and I, I do really like I did really like that. And I'm looking for I would we're gonna be doing the um games that are worthy of a sequel award later that the audience are gonna vote for, the Twitch chat will well, vote don't, for. Don't influence them, but well the, people in the Discord will have seen that already. But I'm just saying <laughs> We like, need that, a sequel with a dog. We or even just with the cat, but in wherever it is now. I, I don't know, it just, it didn't outstay its welcome, and games very rarely don't outstay their uh, welcome. Isn't there a trophy for finishing it in about two hours or something? Yes, there is. Yeah. So I'm like, it's the kind of game that when you know what you're doing, you can rush through it very quickly. Mm. But even the first playthrough, yeah, it's like, it's not a super long game, but just really well done. And that's, I, I just love that kind of game. Yeah. So it's it's a bold for me. Same. Really enjoyed that. Okay, um, I played a little bit of Pentiment. Uh, not enough to properly enjoy it, but it was a weird, odd little thing with beautiful art and the characters seemed interesting, but I would like to say I've not played enough to talk about it. Will I go through it and play it at some point? Probably. I would like to play it. I only played sort of what I watched you play and it seemed really interesting and I'd really like to play more of it. Um, but yeah, not enough to make a decision on it now. Okay, Pentiment's gone. Um, I'll go and tell us about Hooked on You, a Dead by Daylight dating sim. I would not like to because it's utter trash. Please delete what? it. Really? Go and tell us. <sighs> Is it worse than Dead by Daylight? Yes, Ooh. and that's saying something. Um, I don't dislike there are Dead gay by Daylight. I don't there are massively white dislike gay men in the chat here. You can't upset. Well, them. I know. Um, <laughs> Sorry to the white gay men in the chat. Um, no, Dead by Daylight is fine, but it's what what I don't think it's good at is onboarding new players. Um, and so when you're joining something where there are lots of white gay men that are incredibly good at the game and know it back to front, um, it's really hard to get into it and actually understand it and learn. And that just really annoys me. Um, just this... as you can say sorry, but I don't forgive you. <laughs> Um, but this is a is is a dating sim visual novel based on the characters, and I'm sure if you love that game and you love the characters, you'll probably enjoy this a lot more than I did. Um, but it just it was just a bit silly, and I mean it's it's meant to be a bit of fun. Don't get me wrong; it's not meant to be a serious game. It's just a bit of a frivolous side project. But it just I just thought it was a bit silly, and I just it was like three hours of my life I'd quite like to get back. So. You can delete that. Sorry, sorry for Tom for in, in putting you in that. Uh, we'll, we'll call it topless, topless male presenting streamers. They're the Dead by Daylight crew. There you go. There you go. And drag queens. And drag queens, yes. 
Uh, front to back, that could be a perfect top to bottom. Yeah, from top to bottom. <laughs> from top to bottom, dead by from top to bottom. Dead by daylight is is not it. Yeah. Mm, I thought I didn't realize it was a real game actually when it first came out. Anyway, um, okay, a game that I haven't written down. I wonder how many games I'm going to forget and then tonight be like, oh wait a minute. Two point. Well, actually, let's go on to mine because another one I'll just quickly cut off. Uh, live alive. I bought it and played live it. Live for... live. Live alive. Live alive. Live alive. Live alive. Live alive. alive. Oh. Sorry, I'm just taking that. Sea shanty. Yeah. Oh. Singing cockles and mussels alive, alive. Oh. Do you not know that? No. Oh. What should we do with a drunken sailor? I know that one. No, not that one. Uh, Live Alive, I played... So that is where you have different, various stories. It's a remaster from a very old game, uh, or remake. And it's various stories around. I think they you can do them in whatever order you want. Um, I pick, I think I did two stories and thoroughly enjoyed them. They were great because it was just quite short. But they're all set in various different ages and times and places throughout history or whatever. Um, and I can't remember it because I played it literally for one night for a few hours... <laughs> And great. thought it was great and then never went back to it. That is also on my list of games I really should play. That's a game that, had I played it, would probably be on my list mm. because I know that I really want to play it. Mm. Um, Two Point Campus. Um, Two Point Campus it sort of meant a lot to me personally this year because it was it was one of the first big previews that I got to do. Um, I got to actually go to the Two Point Studios um, office and play the game and meet them and interview them. And um, we went to the launch I, party. We went to the launch party. Let's not talk about the food. Um, I got to review it as well. It was like my first kind of really big review for Eurogamer. So in that sense, it's meant a lot to me. Um, I really, really enjoyed playing it. Um, I haven't played a sort of management sim type game in a very long time. It's not necessarily my go-to genre, um, but I really, really enjoyed what I played. I would imagine there are probably better examples of management sims out there that are maybe a bit more interesting. Maybe. I don't know. Not many. <laughs> I um, quite like them and there aren't that many about there. A lot of them do it quite... They try and do it quite badly, like Tropico, for example. Yeah. Um, no, this was incredibly polished, incredible, very, very like deep with the mechanics. You can... Yeah. The, amount, the replayability factor in Two Point Campus is huge. They've already released DLC... Um, yes. Last, literally last week. Was it last week? Um, I think... Or the week before... Um, I think if you've played a lot of Two Point Hospital, it's going to feel very familiar. And in that sense, I think maybe it sort of lacks... It lacks a bit of maybe originality in in the sense of it just plays very similarly. But it is also full of imagination. Um, it has so many really funny creative ideas. It's a very, very funny game, um, which I really loved playing and had a great time with. I think there are maybe other games that I have had a better time with, just in terms of it being more to my taste personally, but I really, really enjoyed this. So I would consider it for top 10. Yeah, me too. Oh, definitely. I had a lot of fun with it. Um, two Point Campus. There we go. Very well polished game. And if you like Two Point Hospital, this, I feel like the, yeah, it gives you enough to do in one sitting before moving on to the next one. But if you really are enjoying a specific level, like being able to three star it and keep going. There's so much to do on there. Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Now, this is another one that, had I played it, would probably be in my top three. Um, I know it's my kind of thing, but I just haven't got around to it. I've not had the time for a big JRPG. So, um, so yeah. I should have really written down more uh, things to do with this game because it is 
huge. I am about, oh, I'm quite, I'm not quite a way in in terms of progress because it is a huge game. I may be about 20 hours in and I'm still getting a lot of the time I'm going to a new place and they're giving me a lot of um, like tutorials to go through and like I'm teach, I'm learning new things. It is a huge game. It is the one of the ultimate JRPGs, Xenoblade. Um, if you've played the first two, you're probably going to get similar vibes from this one. You're uh, you've got your various you know group of people. You're going around collecting things off the um, you know collecting things from uh, wherever you are in the on the maps, and yeah, it is a really epic story of two people that battle each other. Oh, sorry, two like groups, warring factions that are fighting on this giant world which is actually a monster or a god that has these two gods that for yes very strange but yeah these two um things these like child soldiers it's pretty much about that are battling and they only live to like 10 and then they they disappear they die and yeah you and then so they're constantly fighting and to survive they have to keep killing each other um and then the then obviously takes a big turn and and it yeah. becomes a jrpg and then you kill it them is all. a jrpg from the minute it starts there's flashbacks in there there's obviously befriending the enemy and then you work you join to the join in with the enemy and become a giant kind of monster um for a short time to you know really do damage in these battles there's literally everything you can imagine in a jrpg in this game, including like random training levels that you have to get certain S ranks for and unlock the beach costume, which I'm still trying to do. And yeah, just a huge area to explore that looks stunning. Um, there's a huge variety of enemies in there, lots of secrets, and you could play that game for 200 hours probably and not get bored, um, or at least find, you know, find it non repetitive. It is a game that I'm definitely going to continue playing this year um but it's one of those you pick up for a while and go oh yeah that was the story and then play it for maybe five six hours and then you put it down for another week or so because it's just there is so much to do and if i just wanted to finish that game i'd probably have to take like a month off that's why i haven't started it but i know i would love it mm. did you love it enough to bold it yes i think it. i mean i feel bad at boldening it because i've only played what 20 hours of it but I mean, twenty hours would have completed most of the games on this I mean, list. True. Um, but it, it is a it, where somebody says I want to play a JRPG on the Switch, I would play <laughs> say Xenoblade Chronicles three. Start just just play that because yeah. that is the the top tier game, and it yeah. is also pure quality. It's very polished, and it came out around about the same time as Scarlet. Well, it came out actually. No, they swapped, didn't they? Because I think they um, were going. No, no, no. To... It swapped with Splatoon three. That's right. Yeah, it was no. meant to come out in September, and it came out in July instead. Mm. And Splatoon was the other way around. Yes, um, yeah. Um, but like, yes, I remember when Pokemon uh, Scarlet Violet came out, and we looked at Xenoblade, and it's like, this is one game, and this is another. <laughs> this is what a Switch game should look like, and yeah. then here is a terrible like PS One game. Um, but the opposite end, then, of a very polished and very well-made game is Cult of the Lamb. You think it's unpolished? And no, not it's well very made. polished. Oh. Um, for, and that's sort of what I love about Cult of the Lamb, is that it's 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 very, very obviously sort of Animal Crossing, Stardew Valley meets Hades. Like, they've seen the success of those two games and thought, what would happen if we put them together? But it does each of those things separately really well and brings them together really well with this really 
idiosyncratic style. It's very dark, full of dark humor. It's really funny. Um, also really cute. Um, it's a great stream game. Yes, I, the um, Twitch integration is genius. Without yeah. that, I don't think it would have really taken off as it has done. Yeah, I think it like when that came. I mean, I streamed. I think you streamed it as well, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Um, that first couple of weeks when it came out, everybody was streaming it. Yeah. Um, and then like six months later, Moni was still streaming it because she hadn't finished it yet. Um, how many times did she? How many last? Cult of the Lamb. Like oh, there fin- were a how many lot. finishing Cult of the Lamb streams did she do? <laughs> there were a lot, but we love you, Moni, anyway. Um, it's it's a great stream game. It gets people involved. Um, it's just, it's really fun. I just thought it was a really fun game. I had a lot of fun laughing at it and playing it. Mm. Um, you can, like I say, you can sort of see the, the thought process behind it. Um, so in that sense... It's not the most necessarily original game, but I just think it's made really well and is super fun to play. I just love the fact that, yeah, it's a little bit of a, a management game. There's like a bit of, you know, farming management. There's a bit of, yeah, cult management. And then there's also these weird things that you have to do, the um, like the sacrifices or various like cult actions you can do. But then there's also, yeah, you can just go off and do some kind of dungeon crawler. You can choose which order you do it in to get to the end. Um, I really liked Cult of the Lamb. I thought it was a... Yeah, like I said, it's not something brand, brand, brand new, but they do everything it wants to do really well. The management's done well. The combat's great. The Twitch integration is genius. Yeah. I agree with Gemma here. Like, it's a confident game. That is, developers who have put this together, they know exactly what they want to do, and they've done it really well, and they know it's good, and it just it knows what it wants to be, and it's great. So it's a bold for me. And it's another one of those games that's maybe a bit special for us, because we got to play it for the first time over at... at Waz. Uh, it's another Waz game. Yeah, Power Wash and uh, Cult of the Lamb. Yeah. Oh, go on then, give us We Are Ofk. Uh, we Are OFK um, is another sort of visual novel story game. It's about a band in L.A., um, and the, the the game is sort of the story of this band coming together and they make various music uh, pieces, music tracks. Um, there's five episodes. Each episode has like a music video. What's interesting about it is that they have then released that music, which you can go and buy and listen to on streaming and whatever else. Um, and they are trying to make this band an actual thing. So the next step for the developers is that they're going to go and tour it and... Mm. And, and a bit like Gorillaz, it's kind of like an animated but real band. Um, that as a concept is great. Did it um, make you feel good? I see what you did there. Um, yes, it did. Um, the music's great. The concept is great. Um, it's also super queer friendly, um, a really diverse cast and really, really well done. Um, so in that sense, I enjoyed it. As a video game to sit and play you're not it, i mean it's a story based game it's a visual novel and then it it's big thing is these these music videos that are sort of interactive but not just very simplistic it's sort of just there to give your thumb something to do while you're watching a music video um, i can so, find more important more fun things that i can do with my thumb while watching a music video well there you go um so in terms of its gameplay i i just felt it was a little bit limited um but i enjoyed the concept behind it um it's not it's not a top game for me, but I, I would absolutely recommend it if you if you like sort of music games and like um, story-driven games. Yeah, story-driven games and like uh, visual novels are not real things that we are massively into. Maybe we should get into more. In fact, Wintermore Tactics uh, is something that I do want to play over the next couple of weeks. Um, you said I've got nothing against them. Like I think that they can be great games. They can tell great stories, absolutely. 
Um, it, it's just, it's not necessarily my go-to genre. That's all. Okay, I also played F1 Manager 2022, which is another game that was uh, means a bit to me because I did a sponsored stream of it. Um, but also, I freaking love Formula One, you might have noticed. And I also love management games. One of the, in fact, if you look at my Steam, um, the first like five games I bought on Steam were Football Manager games. <laughs> Essentially like Football Manager 2009, 2010, 2011. Um, is that when you were pretending to be straight? How dare you? I was very straight uh, at the time. Just a little bit poofy. And uh, Formula 1, F1 Manager 2022 does exactly what it is. You are an F1 manager in this. You're buying and signing players. You're going through all the stars. Players. players racers. Pilots, on, as they the, say in Spain. You call yourself a fan. They drive things. You get the cars, the car bits, the wheels and exhausts and stuff. And you can fix them around and you go from race to race. And stuff. The only downside of it is that because it's a management sim, it isn't as predictable as in the races. Like they, It's nearly, like I'd say that 99% of drivers will finish the race. Um, it's unusual for them to have a breakdown or to have a crash or something like that. But it's... It's also like the fast, if you've done well with the car and you've got like, you know, it's you've turned the engine up a little bit, that will finish first. Are you saying it's too easy? No, it's just predictable. It's Formula One, the, the thing I love about Formula One is it's not predictable. Mm. Um, there are certain times, yeah, well, obviously Max Verstappen and people and Lewis Hamilton, they win. But also you've got the chance where some of the people at the top might end up crashing into their teammates and flying off and stuff. And that just is very... Well, when I played it, I don't know if they've made any updates. It just hardly ever happened. So it was a little bit boring and a bit dull. And it's like, yeah, if I've got the tactics right, or if I've just made this car and developed it so it's the fastest, it's going to win. But in actual Formula One, it doesn't... It, it doesn't... It's not as exciting as, let's say, playing F122. So I am going to remove it from there. Interesting. Temtem, yes. another sponsored stream. Yeah, no, it's been a good year. Um, put food on the table. Help me live in London. Uh, Temtem is Pokemon, but with a... Yeah, it's like Pokemon, but it's kind of... It's like the old school Pokemons that with like the camera angle and all that. Um, but you fight two against two, and it's, it's just really difficult... And what I played of it is going from <laughs> one town to another town. And you can see the route that you have to go. You have to go up here and go around. There's nowhere really to save on the way. It, I don't know. I just found it a little bit repetitive and a little bit boring. And it looked great. It was very polished. And there's all sorts of other um, you know, benefits. Uh, all sorts of other things in that game that aren't in Pokemon. So, I mean, it's very, very obviously kind of you know, influenced by Pokemon. Mm -hmm. But I just found it... A, a little bit too difficult, and B, not... It just took you a long time to get from one place to another, and it didn't keep my attention. Whereas Pokemon, you can get from one town to the next. Obviously, you have to battle and go through the grassy areas and fight the Pokemon there, but you can do it quite quickly. Um, and in that, I didn't enjoy it as much. But I mean, also, great representation in Temtem. I think... Te oh, yeah, it's um, one of the first games to have non-binary as an option. Was it oh, in okay the, in the gender in the account? I remember there were two people fishing, and I had to go and relay messages between them because they'd had an argument. And then I realised I was like, "Oh, wait a minute, these are two women." So Aww. yeah, love that. Hmm. Um, was it better than Arceus? No, Arceus was then uh, much better. Get rid of it. Oh yeah, no, it's going. Okay, then let's talk about Splatoon Three. 
Well, we'll talk about it in the top 10 because it's definitely in mine. Oh, okay. I mean, I've nearly finished the story and I've played a lot of online and Salmon Run and we've done the, what they call Splatfests. See, for me, it's borderline in that it's brilliant. You do need 10 games, by the way, you know. Oh, I know what's okay. coming. Um, <laughs> it's br- Splatoon 3 is brilliant. Um, I think it's probably the best of the three Splatoon games. Um, I say that I've only played two of them. Um, I didn't play the first, but yeah, it's good, but... It, it does feel like it's sort of Splatoon 2 plus. Yeah. Um, and so I sort of feel like, is there enough there, as good as it is, is there enough there to consider it literally within the best games of the year? Yeah. As much as I did enjoy it. Yeah, it's a perfect Splatoon game. Plus, the I mean, the career mode or the career mode, the campaign is very, very well fleshed out. You've got lots of different islands that you go to and loads of missions on there, plus side missions and <clears throat> collectibles and all of that, bosses. It's uh, when it comes to a campaign mode. I mean, that, that's what I've been focusing on mostly. I've done quite a bit of the other bits, you know, the multiplayer mode, the salmon run. Um, but, like, the campaign has, has been absolutely... Uh, you know, gripping and hasn't felt too difficult. And it's one of those where you keep going, and if you do die or you don't get it, you will get it eventually, and it will. You'll end up screaming at the TV. But it's one of those as well where if you do die, you know it's your fault. It's not their fault. Um, but also, you can do it your own way. There was one bit I had to get from one area. No, I had to kill all the monsters in a in a level, and there were every time I went to this place, they just swarmed me. So I ended up going on top of this random box and just dropping, uh, like shooting them, trying trying to like coax them out and shoot them from the top of this box. It wasn't the way that you were meant to do it. And I just love the, you know, you can use your imagination. Yeah, use your imagination, use your initiative, how to how to fight it. It's, it's brilliant. And it is in another incredibly polished game. I I will bold it for now as well. But for me, it, it's like, it is a little bit borderline. I think it's the bottom half, but it's... Um, but it should definitely be on there. Okay. Go on, I'm going to whip through a few. Ooh. Metal Hellsinger is um, is a first-person shooter meets rhythm game. Um, I've played a few rhythm games this year. I wrote an article about them. You should go read it. Um, and this one was is fun. Um, it's, it's sort of like Doom in that it's very heavy metal, demon hell inspired. Um, but every time you shoot, it has to be in time with the music. Um, it's... It's a little bit headache-inducing after a while because you have to really focus on it. Um, so it's a little bit much. Um, and at times it's it can be frustrating because you are so restricted. Um, but it is, um, it's still a fun game. It's it's not in my top, but it's it's worth playing, especially if you are a fan of metal music. Absolutely. It's got a lot of actual, uh, you know, metal singers that are part of it as well. Mm. Um Trombone Champ is um, is a very silly, meme-worthy game, which I'm sure everyone has heard of. Um, it's fun to play. It's purposefully difficult um, because it's it's a comedy <clears throat> game, um, and it's a lot of fun. Um, it's it, there's not enough to it, I think, to warrant it being on here. But it, it's definitely know. a fun game. Really, I would yeah. I'd support you putting that up there. No, it's not going okay. up there. You spoke to Mr. The Champ, didn't you? I did. Also on that uh, link. Yep. Um, okay, then. Well, let me quickly go on mine. Alan Wake Remastered. I played a little bit of the old Alan Wake, and then I was like, oh, well, if the remaster's coming out, then I'll definitely play that. So Because I, I loved Control, and I really enjoyed the Control 
um, like the, the world in it. And obviously there's going to be a new Control and a new Alan Wake. So I was really wanting to get into it. But it was remastered, but it just wasn't remastered enough. Uh, so, yeah, it still played like a very old game. and I didn't quite enjoy it. So I'm, you know, that's going. But I'm looking forward to seeing what they do next with Alan Wake. But, yeah, maybe I should have really persevered a bit more and tried to finish that so I know what the world was like and the story was like. But I think it might be more fun to just watch somebody else play it. Probably, yeah. Yeah. But Marion Rabbits, what did you think of that? Oh, we're going on that. Okay. Yeah. Um, Marion Rabbits Packs of Hope, I'm on the second world there. I made sure I kind of did as much as I could on the first, which is everything bar one tiny little thing because you needed a certain amount of sparks and I couldn't get them all from that world. And I'm on the icy one now. It is a really good um, Marion Rabbits game. Everything that they had from the first one, they've improved on it. They've done a, it's a lot more different um, to like, there's a bigger difference in this one than let's say between Splatoon two and three. So in this case, you can kind of run around. You're not restricted to just being on a grid. You can also like bounce off your teammates. So if you position them in the right place, you can bounce off before doing certain special moves and shooting. And uh, the characters are really cool. You can level them up. Um, I find the leveling up a little bit weird. Uh, it's weird because but it's just me it's just the fiddly controls because mm. you don't you don't like level up certain ones you press up which levels it up but then if you go and reverse it it'll remove it and i don't know it's it's a bit fiddly when it comes to all of that um i've kind of stuck with certain ones the great thing is it levels up same everybody characters. yeah so i've stuck with the same characters because you're allowed three um as far as i'm aware well you start with two and then you get three um but you've also got some backup ones as well i'm not sure if we get any more um, but you get you get XP for all your team, so every so you can just bring them in and out, and it, even if you've not used them for half the game, they're not going to be under leveled. Um, but yeah, it's also I put it on easy. That's fine. That's it you're is allowed fine. to play on easy. I put it on easy because I I was finding that it was I was just it's like the opposite of Fire Emblem Three Houses. Fire Emblem Three Houses had a nice mix between. Uh, story and friendship making and all of this and then battles so when a, when you had a battle because you could choose what to do you could go and explore the school you could go and do lessons mm-hmm. or you could have a battle you chose that you were going to do two battles you could only do two battles whereas in this you can do a battle all the time and I'm fine with that but I don't want to just I like to think about it and spend quite a bit of time and if I'm just if in Sparks of Hope it's quite a challenging battle and at the end of it I've just got like this extra spark which is like a, a special ability, you know, whether you can, you know, shoot with fire or you've got ice mm-hmm. uh, ability. I like to, um, yeah, I I like to just kind of really concentrate on the battles and take my time. And if it takes 20 minutes and it's a main story battle and it takes 20, 25 minutes and I die, you know what? That's fine. Um, it, oh, I'd be I've learned. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I think you would be. But I'm like, you know what? I enjoyed it. I've learned to it. I want to try something different now. I want to try a different character. This is... Yeah, there's a lot of effort and a lot of thought with very little reward in those side missions when it's like, you need to go and defeat do three of these missions just to unlock this side uh, character. So, yeah, I'm... That... Is it getting boldened? Oh, yeah, definitely. 100%. Okay. So I haven't played it, but I spent quite a bit of time playing the previous one in the run-up to this and then yeah. never got around to this one. And I enjoyed the previous one. It annoyed the shit out of me by the time it got to the end, and that's why I gave up on it. Um... But, see, I have 
not finish the game. Mm. Um, Will but you? Will I you? have I have high hopes for this one. Will you finish I it? I have sparks of hope for this one, you could say. Oh, God. Um, so I am more than happy for, to have that up there. Yes. There good. Okay. Good, good. Um, Bayonetta 3 is another borderline one for me. I have a real love-hate relationship with this game. There are bits of it that I absolutely adored, and there are bits of it that had me absolutely tearing my hair out. I heard. Um, I was trying to sleep. <laughs> um, like, the opera You boss. stupid little cow! Yeah. Oh, was a it mild was, version of that. Of what it was saying. worse than that. Yeah. <laughs> um, the opera boss was incredible. Playing as Bayonetta feels great. Um, it's got some great fun set pieces. It's button mashy, but in a fun way. Um, some great stuff. And then they force you to play as a different character. And then the controls aren't as good. And then it just feels annoyingly hard. And there are just bits of it that just feel really messy. It's just, it's a really inconsistent game. Um, had it been more consistent, it would be way up there for me. But for me, it's a little bit borderline, similar to Splatoon 3. So... We put Splatoon 3 in. I'm going to say I'm not going to put this one in. Okay, just, well, just after your that. anger. Yeah, I was very angry. Um, a little to the left, we both played. We, we did. Played on stream. There's a bunch of things. I've, I played God of War and I've not added that to my list for some reason. Oh, for God's sakes. Well, a little to the left was fun. It was no unpacking. Let's delete it. Yeah, it was a nice little puzzle that you go, ah, uh, but also streaming games where... Streaming a game where that requires you to go, ah, um is not the best because you get frustrated. Chat gets very frustrated. Someone will pop in with the answer and then you just, everyone's just miserable. <laughs> you know it. Tell us about COD. Was it shit? Uh, yes. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Right, where do I start? Well, crack on. Uh, I played like two or three missions of it and a bit of the multiplayer. It is Call of Duty Modern Warfare and I will finish that campaign because it's probably like four or five hours if that. Um, but it's Can you make a decision on what platform you're going to play it on? Because you'll start it on PlayStation and then be like, oh, I don't like it. I need a mouse and keyboard. And then you'll I start do. playing it on mouse and keyboard and be like, oh, I want to play it on the TV. I'm like, just pick a console and play it. I will get it on Steam when it's on sale, but it's never on sale. Oh, for God's sakes. Go right, on, tell, Harvard, us about no, Sonic... tell us about Harvestella. Oh, Harvestella. That was uh, like Rune Factory level bad. Um, I heard it gets better, but it just felt like a very mediocre game that didn't play very well. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of depth to it, but everything that I was playing didn't seem that way, but it might just be because it was at the start. It, I didn't enjoy what it looked like, but I've... That was playing on the Switch, and maybe the performance, and I'm sure the performance is a lot, lot better on the Steam Deck, which I think Rick has played it on, and also on PC. So maybe it looks better when it's not struggling to survive. Um, but yeah, May 9 says I need it on Steam Deck. What, uh, Harvestella or COD? I mean, COD on Steam Deck would be great, but no. Let's, uh, they had jiggle physics for no reason on the women. <laughs> We Delete. need j- jig- jiggle physics on the men, please. Okay, but Harvestella did have a non-binary option. And considering that is a game coming from Square Enix uh, in Japan, we love to see that. Thing is, though, that do, should be praised. Do non-binary characters have the jiggle? I don't know. Okay. That I don't know. Um, I mean, jiggle, j- jiggle physics for everyone, to be honest. Yeah. Everyone, be. everyone should have the chance to jiggle if they so wish. Yes. Sorry. Right. Sonic Frontiers. Oh, boy. This is the game I am most torn about. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I know you're not. Terrible. I am. It's fucking terrible. And I agree with you. Sonic Frontiers is not a good game. It is a mess. It has bad controls. It has bad camera. It doesn't really feel like a Sonic game in a lot of ways. Um, it's it's really frustrating to play. 
I think it's too many ideas mixed together. It feels a bit cheap. The graphics aren't very good. It doesn't run very well. Okay, so delete um, it. But also, there's something about it that just it's grabbed Sonic. me. It's because it's Sonic. And that is because it's Sonic. And I grew up on Sonic and I love Sonic. But I think one of the reasons why this game has been so successful amongst Sonic fans is because Sega have really struggled to sort of find the essence of Sonic. And I think this is the closest that they have come for a very, very long time. And that's because as much as the controls aren't great, in, especially in the cyber, say cyberpunk levels, the cyberspace levels, having these open zone 3D spaces where you can run around freely and bounce and jump off stuff is exactly what Sonic should be in a 3D game. And I just had a great time playing that. As much as it frustrated me, I really enjoyed just running around a Sonic and feeling like I am Sonic. At the same time, I don't like the realistic graphics. I don't like that you're fighting robots. I don't I'm not a massive fan of the combat system. Like there are there are so many bits that like are just there are things I love, things I don't like. And my head is literally like, don't put this on the list because it's it's not a great game. My heart is like, I really like Sonic and I just found it really charming and fun. I mean, I thought the controls were terrible. It looked ugly. Uh, the worlds were just weird, generic kind of placeholder worlds that you could have lifted. It like I think uh, James Stephanie Sterling said it perfect and said, it looked like all the assets had been removed from a PUBG map. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that looks right. It looks like PUBG map without the buildings and stuff. Um, it was just grey and dreary and miserable with random rails just in the air that you had to jump from and... Oh, I mean, I did not enjoy what I played of it. I did one cyberpunk level. Cyberpunk, what's it? So you've copied from me now. Cyberspace level. Cyberspace level. I mean, the cyberspace levels are shit. They're, They're the worst thing in the game. I, yeah, I did the first one again. I got all, I got the S rank plus all the other things from that first level, you know, that you got. There you go. That you did while it was loading. And then when the game finished loading, it <laughs> made you do it again. Yeah, I had to do it all again. Um, um, so it was broken in that way. But I mean, we will. I'll happily put it in bold for you. I might fight you whether it goes in the top ten. But, I, uh, that yeah, I think let's bold it because for me personally, it just you, I, I've, I've done everything that game. I've platinum it. I've done everything on hard mode. I've and I had a fun time playing it as much as I can admit that on a technical level, it's not a good game. Hmm. Um, I feel very similarly about Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Um, can and, we? But we will hmm. get there. But I would like to make this a bit quicker Could and I... say that I would like to bold and all of the others on my side. Well, I was going to suggest we have a very quick pee break. Well, we're very close to the end. But I'm been needing a pee for about half an hour now. Oh wow! Because I did drink. I've drunk nearly two Brita filters of water. How much is in that? I don't know. A lot. Um, so should we have a quick pee well, break? Well, you go piss, girl. Well, you talk about. Well, if you're going to bolden it, well, no, because then you'll have to repeat it again when I'm here. Yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll, we'll take a, quick, a break. quick break, okay? Back in just a couple of minutes. And we're back. Uh, Ed is munching on a ginger cake. What ginger? Orange. Orange and almond. Orange and almond. Very, very nice. Um, but yeah, we have a few more games left. We've got God of War Ragnarok. Tell us about God of War Ragnarok. In fact... We're definitely recording. Uh, yes. Because I uh, unpaused it. Oh, yeah, I see the timer. Hmm. Um, well, as I said before, 
I would like to bolden, we're going to quicken this up. I'd like to bolden all of those from my side, and that gives me a top 15 to, so, to whittle down. God of War Ragnarok's getting boldened. Um, will I, I mean, it'll be on my top 10 as well, so that I can put it on my side, even though I'd forgotten to write it. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, for me, it's just Scarlet, but sure. Need for Speed Unbound <coughs> is not one that I'm going to put on because I've only played it a little bit, but it did feel great. Um, the drifting in it was slightly off, but I think I just need to get used to that. The other thing is, I love those. I love a street circuit game, but I don't like a street circuit when there are other cars. Like, just that you have That's to kind the of. What's the point of a street circuit? No, because, well, I like a, a street circuit. Like, Formula One, they don't have to whiz around, you know, old grandmas in their little. Well, that's why they know, shouldn't have Mazdas. street circuits. That's true, but. <laughs> no, I like a street. I like a, a racing game like Need for Speed or whatever when there are not other cars that you have to dodge. I don't need to slala. I don't need to race people and dodge other cars at the same time. This isn't Mario Kart. That's just not realistic. Exactly. It's not realistic. I don't want to kill people when I'm driving. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so he's going, but um, bring back Grid. More Grid. We want more Grid. Grid 2. Um, Chained Echoes. I'm sure we're going to be talking about that a little bit later. because I'm will. still banging on about that. You want a Bolden Crisis Core? I would like to, yes. Okay. Um, and I am 100% Bolding Marvel Snap, as I cannot put that down, and you said you would as well. Indeed. So that's interesting. We both actually got 15 We both have each. a top 15. So we now need to put these and, like... Because we've got some that are obviously going to be... Uh, they're obviously doubled, oh, so I'm just going to... Yeah, right. yeah. Well, you go and talk talk to the listeners while I go and do this. Well, you're just copying and pasting, right? Well, there's some that are going to be... Yeah. You enjoy that copy-paste. <coughs> um, well, yeah, so, I mean, just to very quickly say then, because there are two that you haven't played, Chained Echoes is a sort of indie JRPG. Um, it's from a solo, I think, German developer... Um, and it is absolutely a love letter to JRPGs. It is... Well, you put the mic right next to me. That's why. It's a love letter to, to old school indie um, pixel art JRPGs. Um, I haven't quite finished it, but I've absolutely loved what I've played. Um, so um, that's definitely going in. And Crisis Core, I reviewed for Eurogamer, and it's the first Final Fantasy game I got to review, and therefore it sort of means something special to me, um, which I really like. Um, and um, it's also just a really well-done remake, re- or remaster, I should say. Um, and I, I really loved it. And again, I love Final Fantasy VII, so that's why... That is, um, that's in there because it's, it's, it's the personal taste. And Jess, thank you so much for the raid. Welcome raiders. We are currently deciding on the top 10 shortlist. Uh, very, you're just in time because in a few minutes, we're going to be going on to the, uh, viewers choice. Mm. So we will be doing, uh, so the top 10 list we're going to be making, well, we're going to whittle this down to a top 10, uh, which just looking at this now, we have got, We've got two strays. We got two strays, have we? Okay, there we go. So that makes it a little bit easier. Um, but yeah, we currently have the top ten shortlist is currently twenty-one. So we're gonna whittle those down after we've done the audience awards. Um, but yeah, thank you and, and welcome, everyone. You may come forwards now. Let's go and pop this there. You've been you're no longer banished. Come on, here we go. All right, so. 
There we go. You're comfortable. Yeah. Okay, so there's our top 21, our short list, uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus. Well, hang on. The long list was was like 34 each, so... Yeah. We've done well. <laughs> uh, but the short list is uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus, Gran Turismo 7, The Quarry, F122, Stray, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, Mario and Rabbit Sparks of Hope, uh, Pokemon Scarlet Violet, Elden Ring, Tunic, Kirby in the Forgotten Land, Dolph Romantic, Power Wash Simulator, Two Point Campus, Cult of the Lamb, Splatoon 3, Sonic Frontiers, God of War Ragnarok, Chain Echoes, Crisis Core, Final Fantasy VII Reunion, and Marvel. See what you did there. There we go. <laughs> only took, yeah, and it only took one hour 40. Jammer. Wow. <clears throat> Great. So, so shall so, we do the user? Can we just say our, user, our use of top 10 is like my use of permanent? Yes, <laughs> exactly. The chat's already been giggling about that, but nice to catch up. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> um, so, shall we do the community awards? Community awards, including best game. By the way, people in the chat, if you are new uh, here, you everybody, if you want to nominate something that we haven't included, and we go, oh, of course, that one, we may add them as well. We're going to whittle it down to a final, whittle them down to a final four. But based on chat also helping us and saying like, no, you need to include this one because maybe we haven't played it. And then it'll go to the vote. If it's a draw, if it's, you know, two games that are voted equally in first place, we get to decide. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah, I thought that'd be fun. Excellent. All right. So what is the first community award? Uh, The first community award is not on this one because I've, uh, wait one second. Here we go. This one. Wait, no, that's the wrong one. This, no, no, no. Which one no, was it? It's the first one. Was it the first one? I need to scroll down. Okay. That was my, yeah. Let's go remove these. There we go. Most unique art style. There we are. Now, most unique art style. Um, so it's not necessarily the best looking game because that would just be going to like God of War, Horizon, etc. This one is the most unique art style. So mm. the one that you love the art style of. Uh, Pentiment, Cult of the Lamb. Nobody Saves the World, Tunic, Beacon Pines, Frog Detective 3, you'll notice that that is in a few categories, thanks to <laughs> Mofo, Return to Monkey Island, Dolphomantic, Stray, Ollie Ollie World, Endling, and Wobble Dogs. I think, this, is this the one with the most nominations? I think it is. It was the first one that we uh, That's asked true. for, yeah. Um, for me, I think Pentiment should be in there. Yeah. Because neither of us have actually played it fully but um but i think it definitely has the most unique art style and the fact that that is so integral to the style of the game um <clears throat> i think that should be in the top four of these okay um i see there's a few of these that i've not played um i mean let's say do we bolden them well yeah let's chat i mean also but chat give us what do you think <laughs> it's up to you so chat tell us what you what you think should be on there Pentiment, yeah, definitely agree with that. FD3 wins most, yeah, most nominated game. Uh, Frog Detective, it's like the <laughs> nomination Oscars. Cult. Cult of the Lamb, people like these. So yeah, remember, we will have, I'm not trying to sway you, but we are going to be having me- uh, multiple uh, categories that Cult of the Lamb also. People think Stray. I did like the, I loved the, like how dark it was, but also the neon lights. I took a load of screenshots playing that. Um, I, I feel like I need to look up Beacon Pines. Mm. No, and nobody saves the world. Yeah, this is gonna be one where we should look. I mean, I kind of agree with Pancake. Like Stray is great, but I for me the art isn't the most interesting thing about it. Mm. As much as I do like the art, yeah. 
Tunic was a pretty game. Yeah, uh, it was pretty. I mean, the I mean, it's always it's all about the booklet, isn't it? In Tunic, the uh, the instruction manual. Beacon Pines. Oh, that does look. Oh, I love that look. Actually, I've seen. Wait a minute. Do I even own this? Do I own this? Oh, is this a Steam Deck game? I haven't played. Wait a minute. I feel like I've... No, I've seen it so many times. I don't know if it's been advertised places. I think it's... Oh, I do... I love that style. Have a lot of people played Beacon Pines? Hmm. It had a unique play style. That's true. Hmm. Pippi was playing it. Ah. Tuning was beautiful. Definitely nostalgia homage. 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 Uh, should, should we get rid of Ollie Ollie World? It's kind of cartoony. It is stylish. It looks good. Well, don't get rid of them. Just just bold them for now. Yeah. So we can see them. Um, I also love the style of Dwarf Romantic. And I feel like that might be popular with people. Okay. Well, it's the viewer's choice. Mm, I don't know Stray. Yeah, I think Stray would be... When it comes to art, you don't think of Stray, the art style. I mean, oh, maybe you do because it is gorgeous. And like dark neon. I don't, I th it's not unique though. Mm. It's a realistic sci fi style. Yeah. Is Doth Romantic unique? Yeah. Cutesy little. It's, it's got that sort of wistful, um, sort of Germanic, idyllic countryside. Mm. It reminded me of um, what was that game we had to make little houses? City Builder, Cityscape, or what's it called? No idea. Well, you just put you just put like rooms on houses, and it kind of made it look cute. It was on phone. Townscaper. I'm pretty sure it was Townscaper. You ever played Townscaper? No. It's great. Oh yes, no, I have. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that is nice. Yeah. Beacon Pines looks adorable, but it's not. Hmm. Is it like Doki Doki? I am. I'm wanting to put Beacon Pines on there, just looking at it. I'm not, but okay. I sort of agree with Liz. <laughs> But like, if it, I mean, it's not my award. No, it's it's, no, Liz is talking about the game itself. It looks adorable, but the actual game isn't adorable. Oh. Mm. <clears throat> well, what do we think? So we need to pick one more. Nobody saves the world. No one's really talking about Beacon Pines, Frog Detective Three, which have maybe yeah, uh, Return to Monkey Island. Did you know which Stray. of these had the most nominations? Uh, no. Would you like to go and find out? Oh. That would have been a good thing to do, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think if we just go from like what got most, it'll be Stray. But I know uh, Ravi got Wobble Dogs, but yeah, if anybody would like to suggest another one, Pentiment, Call to the Lamb, Dolph Romantic. I don't think there were multiple nominations. Yeah, maybe there weren't at that point. I mean, Frog Detective 3, definitely not <laughs> looking at it. And like Return to Monkey Island had the same idea. Is it unique, Frog Detective? I mean, kind of. Yeah. It looks you like You know what? A... I think we should go Frog Detective, just because yeah. it's popular and people love it. All right, then. So, we're going to get the poll started right now. Uh, most... Well, I don't know. Most unique art style. In fact, yeah. Moni, would you like to do it? Because I can't... You're faster with your fingers. Feel free. Unless I, I'll happily do it, if not. If you have a never-seen-before thing, I mean, I'm going to end up playing... Um, Frog Detective 3, aren't I? I would also really like to play Frog Detective 3. It's two hours. But then I might stream it. Mm. Dolph Romantic is the tile lane game. Yeah, most unique art style. You've got one minute, uh, I think. Do you put it as one minute? Hope so. <laughs> yeah, 
Go on then. Thank you very much, Marnie. So you've got one minute to vote for, or two minutes. Well, let's do one minute in future, just so we're not here forever. But thank you. <laughs> very, I'm very appreciative. Maybe we'll put a star on here next to um, the winner. We'll move it to the top for the winner. Yeah, I'll put a star. Or I could get the little little. Um, there's emojis on here, isn't there? Get the little king thing. Insert the little king. Do you mean a crown? Crown. That's it. The little king thing. Yeah. The little sure. king thing. There we go. Let's just, just copy it first. Okay. Um, there we go. What do you think of the screen? You know, the layout and everything on here. That's quite good, doesn't it? I mean, it's a Google Doc, but yeah, it looks great. Yeah, but you, we're <laughs> on it. And you can see everything nice and clearly. Most unique art style. The map, the... Uh, yeah, queens can have crowns as well. Don't they have tiaras, Aaron? <laughs> wow. I'm joking. That's princesses, actually. Oh. What does, a pri- what does a prince have? A prince doesn't have a tiara. They all have crowns. They're all royalty. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, Jess, wow. that is one hell of a crown. What's that one from? Ah, oh, the hyperscape. Remember of that? Course. Hexgo Burr. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Get your votes going. We're not looking at it. Yeah, we don't have it up. Yeah. We're, we are going to see it when the winner gets announced. Prince does have purple rain. Rain. I got an inflatable. Oh, an inflatable tiara for Christmas. Oh, is it the one with the where you had to put the rings on it? The moose tiara. <laughs> That's just a moose head, I think. Okay. Okay, and the winner of most unique art style is Cult of the Lamb. Cult of the wow, Lamb. Most with unique. Sixty-three percent. Wow, that was a lot of votes as well. People mm. did like Cult of the Lion with the most unique art style ahead of Pentiment, which was okay. Of course, he didn't rig it, money. Yeah, right, money. Next. How many accounts have you voted? <laughs> um, but yeah, here you dropped your crown. <laughs> it's the only one you played. Oh, okay, no, that I mean, fair, very, very this fair. Is, this is reflecting the community. So mm. there we go. These are the community. Now, what's next? The next one is four. Most in need of a sequel. Ooh. Okay, most in need of a sequel. We've got Stry and The Quarry. Oh, by the way, Cult of the Lamb came first. Uh, just quickly saw Pentiment came second with 21%. Dolphomantic with 13%. And Mofo voted for Frog Detective 3, which only got one vote. <laughs> 4%. He's lurking, I'm sure. Um, yeah. Now, yeah, so most in need of a sequel. Either Stray, The Quarry, Tunic, Immortality... Frog Detective 3, which I've got a feeling it might do, and God of War Ragnarok. Those are the most in need of a sequel. Um, there might end up being a little bit of spoiler talk here, because obviously they're going to talk about maybe the ending and how, you know, how it could maybe relate to it. So feel free to mute. And when you see us scrolling again, you know, that's when we've moved on from it. Um... I will talk about about Stray. Stray has I mentioned it before earlier in this podcast. Um, I feel like the ending of Stray sets up a chance for a like complete like they can do whatever they want with it, and I would be happy and happily play that. Um, Aaron is suggesting Sonic Frontiers should have a sequel, and I would agree with that. I think we should at least add it to this list. It needs a remake. No, <laughs> I want a rem- Sonic Frontiers remake. <laughs> Uh, okay, Sonic Frontiers. You may add that. Um, I also agree with Gemma here about God of War Ragnarok. 
because we know that's going to carry on. So it will get a sequel. Yeah, exactly. And also, again, if you've not finished God of War Ragnarok, I will put my hand down when I, when I don't mention it, so feel free to quickly mute. Um, but God of War Ragnarok, they set off, like they presented, so obviously, yeah, we're going to have a sequel, but also they are making it so that there's potentially a side franchise going as well. Um, which is what I'm guessing will happen with the person that separates at the end, Atreus. Uh, yeah, I mean, people, I've got my hand up. Yeah, so, I mean, Atreus and Kratos split up. So Atreus having his own little side thing that's staying in Nor in like Norse mythology and then Kratos going off and doing his own thing. Totally fine with that. Um, but yeah, so I feel like that would happen, have a sequel and a spin-off. There we go. There we go. Um <laughs> For in a similar way, I sort of feel like, I mean, the quarry's nominated, but, but I feel like they will always do individual s- stories rather than sequels. Um, that yeah. tends to be the way that that developer works in the franchise. Definitely, that would be great. Yeah, um, I, I'm thinking Stray. 100%. I think Stray Sonic. Um, yes, remake. It needs a remaster. No, it needs a sequel. It needs a remaster. <laughs> um, I'm guessing Frog Detective Three is probably going to have a Thor. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, should we go then Tunic and Immortality as the other two? I, I mean, that's what people think. Um, yeah, Tunic, sure. Madame Mizano loves Tunic. Helly says, I have a counter argument against Stray, and I can understand that because it is such a perfectly contained story. But that's why I'm like, they do set it up. So, if you want to have a sequel, great. But if they don't, it's just like a you can just treat that ending as kind of, you know, happy ending. And you can use what in your head whatever happens with that um i'm just saying that that ability that that sequel is there if you want it to be yeah equally tunic i i think is a great self-contained game and i'm quite happy with it how it is but i would not say no to more of it so Mm. you never do Mm. um but yeah so we're gonna go for i mean immortality we've not played it is it gonna need a sequel have people played immortality who nominated immortality randy pastor Randy Pasta picture immortality. In the credits, there's like 20 different cats. The game seems to love story for cats. Yes, it is. People that do love it. Toon, hey, Tom, to Nick, says Tom. Um, Yeah, I mean, immortality, we both want to play it, but we don't know whether it's going to need a sequel or not. Um, Maybe we should just put Frog Detective 3 and then we'll let the chat decide. Okay, fine. Frog Detective 3 it's going up <laughs> to public vote again. Okay, Monique, one minute. Most in need of a sequel. Stray, Tunic, Frog Detective 3, Sonic Frontiers. Does he have... I thought he has back ears. I thought they were at the back. He's, they're just ears. Okay, side ears. <sighs> Come through, Frog Detective 3. <laughs> Each time you get three choices and Frog Detective... Then one time you're going to get pissy and like, you know, I'm just going to vote Frog Detective 3. Most in need of a sequel. <laughs> Um, there, been... are, there are some strong voices in the community mm. I already thought Immortality has DMCA music in there since it's pretty much a film yeah you're right uh, Delicious Pirate God it is pretty much just using um, well it's yeah it's definitely it's using yeah um, but it's pre-recorded through them isn't it it's not like film footage from other film from actual films as far as I'm aware uh, no 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 it's all new footage I think but it, mm. it maybe it uses music I, I haven't played it I would really like to um, I don't know how it would run on on stream. 
in terms of DMCA. Well, you so. did. Yeah, I mean, and also in terms of people enjoying it, so you tried. What was that one? Yeah, I feel like it's the kind of game. Oh. If it's like the previous one, it's the sort of thing that is um, that's good on your own. Most in need of a sequel at the Swapping Joysticks Awards 2022 is Stray with only fifty percent, though. I mean, that's quite a lot. Yeah, it's quite a lot. Stray with 50%. And it in, should be a dog. I agree. In second place is Tunic with 23%. Frog Detective 3 uh, <laughs> is in third place. It's climbing uh, with 18%. Four votes. And Sonic Frontiers, only two people think it deserves a sequel. Well, add, I didn't vote, but you can add me. No, it's, it's a community vote. You're not in the community. Uh, um, that's true. <laughs> right, what's next? Uh, next year, will we Google from a ballot? I mean, you could do. We could just do that and uh, get people to do a Google form. Uh, but I thought this might be more Stray interactive. Stray 3 will be an angry little hamster. I would totally play that. Mm. Imagine like you're so small and you're going through all the pipes and stuff. I would totally play that. I just want, yeah, maybe they'll just merge with like Goat Simulator. I want, what about like a big animal? Elephant. What, and it's just called Rampage. And you go around and you have to That's like... That's a very different game. ...kill people as a rampaging elephant. What's the next award? That would be great. Uh, that'd be a great sequel. <laughs> um, okay, best game to watch on stream. Interesting. So the best game, the one that you enjoyed the most watching on stream. Pokemon Scarlet Violet. Pokemon Legends Arceus. Cult of the Lamb. The Quarry. Plate Up. Frog Detective 3. And Elden Ring. Untitled Elephant Game, I would love that. Yeah, I want it really gory, like Callisto Protocol-style gory. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just like Now, there's a lot of heads. love for Cult of the Lamb in this. Yeah, so that is 100% going on. I think that needs to be on there. The Twitch integration really helped. Um, there was some love for the quarry in Discord. Yeah. Again, did that have Twitch integration as well? No, it was a weird... I don't believe it did. It had a weird kind of multiplayer version of it. Uh, the Quarry, though, I think seeing people's different decisions, I mean, that is a great game because, I mean, The Quarry, you're not going to play that game 17 times, are you, um, to see what the different outcomes are. But you want to see how other people but do But you it. can watch other people see it to see the different uh, outcomes. So Dunsky Doodle says, Call to the Lamb, I've never been made to eat so much poop. That kind of implies that you've been made to eat a little bit in the previous time, <laughs> but not never as much as that. Um, Elden Ring had a couple of nominees as well, nominations. Yeah, watching people die... A lot like me and get frustrated and then just turn it off. Yeah. Um, Elden Ring. What would we like as the fourth? Don't say it. <laughs> I did enjoy watching Mike Cheb play Frog Detective Three. Stephen says plate up. When a game can have different stories, it makes watching it even better. So I understand the nomination. Yeah. No. Same. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Frog Detective. We got two. <laughs> um, There's a lot of frog emotes. <laughs> Well, if, it, if that one, I'd, I would do it. Uh, I'd have to stream it immediately. <laughs> well, that's the thing I would really like to stream. To be fair, two hours for a stream—that's nice. I'm gonna have to do it, aren't I? Yeah, I, <clears> I, I might. Maybe we should do that as a a quick look that is actually just us playing Frog Detective Three. Could do. Um, oh no, I kind of want to play it. I want to probably because I think you have to use your brain. I'd like oh, to you use don't, my own you don't brain. Want me getting them all. No, oh, you oh. just you'd confuse me. Well, I'll play it on stream once, then you go and play it on your stream. Wow. <laughs> Um, okay, so, I mean, Stephen is his plate up, and then we've got a bunch of people with frogs in there. Um, 
I'd go plate up and Scarlet says she's... Okay, that's two for plate up. Well, let's go for plate up, shall we? Okay. Because Frogty Tech today, I think, is becoming a bit of a meme. So <laughs> we're going to, yeah, plate up. <clears throat> um, sorry, just quickly, Madam Knees uh, is saying that the kind of sequel I would like is I'd like to do a Sparks of Hope style Zelda game. That was in the works. There was going to be a tactical Zelda game um, with the with the champions. Um, although they weren't, this was pre-Breath of the Wild, but it was a similar kind of thing. Um, Apparently Playtop has good Twitch interaction. Oh, oh I'll nice. have to, I'm going to definitely look at that. I need to look up Playtop as well. Hmm. Okay, there we go. It's up. Go and vote. What is your best game to watch on stream? What do you think it's going to be? Uh, I think I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you think over 50% or under? I think over 50%. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Plate up is hilarious. Okay, what, okay. Can can people explain like what 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 kind of game is plate up? Because Ed doesn't have fucking Google. Well, no, I'm just interested to hear okay. from other people. All right, let um, other people exa- do your work. Exactly, cafe. Um, there. If you look it up on um, Did You Know Gaming, which is a YouTube channel, um, they spoke to the people that were going to make this um, this Zelda strategy game. I think it is. Um, oh, it's. Uh, it was going to be by Retro Studios. It's Yogcast Games. What, plate up? Yeah. Is it like Overwatch? Uh, no, it's more like Overcooked. Uh, overcooked, that's what I meant. Overwatch. <laughs> you knew what I meant. Yes, it looks very much like that. <laughs> <laughs> Cult of the Lamb with 55%. It did hey. get more than uh, half. Yes, the best game to watch on stream at the 2022 Swapping Joysticks Award Put is Cult of the Lamb with 55%. Nice. Yes. Exactly like Overwatch. Okay, cool. Yeah, Got it. Plates. Then I definitely don't want to play it. It's very Greek. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then the next category is Best Story. Now, if anybody wants to add any extra ones, feel free, because this is a weird... I, I mean, I added God of War Ragnarok because I'm like, none of these games have stories as far as I'm aware, but let's see. Um, best Story is Frog Detective 3, Strange Horticulture... Disney Dreamlight Valley, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, which I've got to double check is actually came out this year. Was it this it year? It did, yeah. It did, okay. And God of War Ragnarok. Story. So the best story. We've got an addition for Stray, and I'd agree with that. I think it's Stray yeah. is, uh, is is a strong contender. Okay. Good strange mix. Yeah. yeah. Um, we also got one for uh, Tunic. Is Tunic a story? Yeah. Okay. What's the story? It's a fox. <laughs> On an adventure. Okay. I I mean, Disney's Disney's story is that Minnie's dead and wandering around the ghost of... What? Minnie. Spoiler. Yeah. I like the TTRPG story. Yes, that's right. Tiny Tina's Wonderland did have lots of, like, D&D kind of references, didn't it? Um, I, can I throw one out here that's been nominated in another category, which is The Quarry? Because surely that is a story yes. that should be in there. Yes, The Quarry, definitely. I don't know why that wasn't I haven't even... played it, but I'm just I'm yeah. just thinking. Yeah. Um, yes, I'd argue the game is based in threading the story together. That is true in Tunic. In the way that you unravel the, the uh, manual, that is telling the story as you go. God, you're so hipster. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> It's such a hipster choice. Uh, the story is based on friendships that we made along the way. I'm going to say... You know, Tiny Tina's Wonderland, yes. 
because it is like very TTRPG, D&D focused. Strange Horticulture had a couple of uh, a couple of votes in Discord. Which one? Strange Horticulture. Okay, I don't know that one. Mm, wait, Strange Horticulture? Yep. Well, I need to work out what that is. Um, I think you're like running a plant shop. Yes. Um, it looks pretty. But it's meant to be really interesting. Yes, I think Jinx love that. How do you create a thorn with friends along the way? The Dark Pictures Anthology, The Devil in Me. Mm. Mm. But also The Devil Inside Me. Well, I mean, The Quarry, definitely. I don't know. Did people play Devil Inside Me? Isn't that the one that was so bad that they had to... Wasn't that, is that the latest one that people have like stopped playing because there's just so many bugs in it? Make okay it with The Quarry in there. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Which one? Which other one? Frogs? No. <laughs> I mean, there's Tunic, Stray, God of War, Ragnarok, Disney Dreamlight Valley, Frog Detective. I mean, I think Stray was interesting in in the world building and the story of the cat and and the 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 world around the cat. I think is is quite interesting. And it was a little ambiguous hmm. in the end. I was love it. Okay. Um. I mean, Madame Lee's, I know, wants to, likes Tunic. I don't know if whether it comes to, like, best story. There may be other games. Let's go Stray and put it up to the vote. All right, then. Stray it is. So, Strange Horticulture, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, Stray, and The Quarry. That is your vote for best story. And it's, they're all just like Overwatch. Overwatch 2, best story. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's a game I've played. Overwatch 2? Yeah. Oh, well done. I didn't put it in. Um, It was fine. I played it for a bit. Actually, I enjoyed it, but it's just Overwatch 1 with a with a different monetization scheme to it. Agreed. There we go. Best story game up there. Yeah, Overwatch 2 is a game. <laughs> it is a game of video filter, games. Please. You may have the British filter, sir. There you go. Some lovely ASMR for you there. <laughs> Everyone's going to be rushing to the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I'd lost a lot of the key story feeling due to the Holy Cross frustration. Tunic was an interesting game to play on stream because a lot of it is about sort of revelations in, in terms of the layers of the manual and the Holy Cross and all of that, which you sort of want to work out on your own. And it's lovely to have like the chat there helping Especially when you're frustrated, you've got people that you can ask, and that's lovely. Um, but then it becomes a bit embarrassing if you're not very good. Best story. Like Best story of the 2022 Swabbing Joysticks Award goes to... The Quarry with 48%. Okay, nice. it wasn't run away. But The Quarry with, I feel like that's right for the best story. Uh, Stray, wow, one vote behind it. Was one it. behind? Nobody voted for Strange... I thought Strange Carticulture might like even be second because it's a cute little... I don't know. People seem to like that. Mm. Gemma didn't... I feel like Gemma... That would be in a Gemma game. Strange, Strange Horticulture. Yeah. Yes, you should definitely give that a go, Gemma. Uh, the PvE mode in Overwatch 2. That's true. The story bit is coming in 23, 24. Um, and yeah, it's definitely the most ambitious. It's not DLC of all time. I think Overwatch 2 was only released as a sequel because they said they wouldn't make it... They wouldn't make, they wouldn't add certain things, or they wouldn't add microtransactions to the game, or whatever, or they wouldn't make it so that characters are behind paywalls um, in the Overwatch. So then they brought out a brand new game. I was like, hey, now they are. Yeah. 
It's all to do with money. Mm. What's the next award, Ben? Okay, the next award, Edward, is Best LGBTQIA Plus Representation. Nice. And we've got World of Warcraft Dragonflight, Arcade Spirits, The New Challengers, Wild Flowers. Wild. With a Y. Uh, we are Ofk. OFK. Coral Island. So, Coral Island, I think maybe we should not use that yet because it's not... But there are Hottest Character coming up, which has Coral Island in there. Well, yeah, so we only need to get rid of one. Now, we could just say, let's get rid of Coral Island because it's an early access and the other four are all out and that's your four. If you want to do that. That's also, an easy I mean, way of whittling. World of Warcraft Dragonflight is a an expansion. Do we count those? Would you count Endwalker? Yeah. Well, then you can count Dragonflight. Yeah. Let's be fair to our own. Oh, no, I'm just genuinely asking you that question. You could put up five for voting. But like, well, what do we, what do people think in the chat? That is true, Delicious Pirate Gods. I was a teenage exocolonist. Um, has come up a lot. Exocolonist. In terms of its representation. And I, I didn't get around to playing it. Oh, and I feel like that. I really should have. I was a teenage exocolonist. Exo colon. Is that like removing colon? Uh, no, it's about creating a colony. Oh, okay. In space. Um, and if I if I remember rightly, I think it's actually got really good trans representation in it. Mm. Um, from what I've read. Well, that's good. So, um, which... Um, that is also true, Baltimore. DDV is early access. It is early access, but it's... It is a pretty much a, a very... There's a lot more to it than... I don't know. I feel like with Coral Island, I was reaching a point where I knew that there, there was a limit to nearly everything I did. Whereas Disney, there's a big chunk of game out there and they're just going to like slowly add more levels and more characters as the game progresses. Hmm. Well, I for me, I would include We Are OFK, but I also feel like no one in the community has played it. It's just me. They've all read your review, though. Well, I hope so. Um, but I, um, I I feel like no one's going to vote for it. So I don't think that reflects the community. Hmm. So I would happily take that out. I would have definitely think World of Warcraft. I've not played it, but people like Clues, I know, uh, who is asleep now, so wouldn't be able to vote for it. Uh, he loved World of Warcraft Dragonfly and loved the representation in that as well. Um, or Arcade Spirits, I think we can't not include that. Yep, that especially as a lot of people played it. Um, Apex, they did. Unfortunately, Apex is quite an old game, but they also they had a non-binary character before. Um, so they've, they've, Apex have always been pretty good with uh, representation. Um, I would say Coral Island and Teenage Exocolonist for the other two. Yeah, you would count Coral Island. I see. Helios says Coral Island is a clear winner, but not only being an early access, but also being a very small portion of the game might really disqualify it. I would say that with you, with Helios. I. I I think this would stop Coral Island from entering the game of the year when it's representation. I mean, if it's got great representation already, despite being quite a bare bones early access, maybe that would be better. And I feel like it's a game that a lot of people in the community have played and watched streamers play and have enjoyed. So I personally think it reflects the community yeah. and it is the community's awards. But I've got a very strong feeling that Coral Island will definitely be on our game of the year list next, next year. year. Yeah. I mean, what I've played of it so far, I'm really excited to see what they do with it and loved it. In fact, I actually stopped myself because I didn't want to reach a point where they were like, no, this is, you can't do this. Because yeah. I didn't want to reach a point where 
part of what I could, what I wanted to do or some things that I wanted to do, I couldn't because that was reaching a limit. Whereas others I could progress because I, I just didn't want to reach a point where I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing here. Yeah. And I'm just going through the years, whatever, with these, you know, few things that I can do. I'd rather wait until there's a lot more. But I guess what they have done in this game, and I'm not saying this to sway the vote or anything because I haven't played enough of it, but from the very beginning, they've got all of these different characters, different relationships you can have and representation in terms of across those characters so the fact they've had that in from the very beginning even though it's early access is a is a good thing yeah so well they got world of warcraft dragonflight arcade spirits the new challengers coral island i was a teenage exocolonist and that will be the final four up for the vote we are ofk and wildflowers i know a lot of people did love wildflowers uh but isn't going yeah that was a that was a gemma game Hmm. what is the annapurna volleyball game um destra I think. Okay. Um, that's another one I didn't get around to playing and is meant to be very good. Yes, um, there's a rainbow flag on the town hall in Coral We'd love to see a rainbow flag on every town hall. Yeah. That was on my Animal Crossing town hall. I had a rainbow flag. Do you know there's a rainbow flag on the... Well, I did because I pointed it out to you and told you already. But there's one at the entrance to the Shard, which is run by um, Qataris. It's owned by uh, people from Qatar, but it has a rainbow flag that's been there as long, you know, since March. And probably beyond that. Man and Mises night. Um, Paul doesn't meet. Is it colon money? Could you just say exo? I was a teenage exo. Yeah, shorten them if you need to. Yeah, maybe you can't put colons in. Uh... Um, yeah, Destra is this sort of volleyball dream game thing. Um, and yeah, the, the, the character is um, non-binary. It's a mobile game. Oh, it's much very good. Oh, there we go. Best representation. It was the colon, I think. Hmm. Okay. Um, I'd love to be taking up Shard. I bet, Liz. And uh, the fact that you could write your own honorifics in Coral Island, not just pick from a list. Hmm. And it's free if you have Netflix, apparently. That one. Yes. Um, do you know what? If you have Netflix, oh. go look at the Netflix app because there are loads of games on there um, that you can play on your mobile as part of your subscription. And they've got some great stuff on there. I think Immortality's on there for free. Destra's on there. Um, some other stuff. It was actually, yeah, it apparently it was not colon, but it was the colon <laughs> that needed to be removed. Like the oh, people, from the exocolonist. No, no, the colon. I, like, I thought it might be the word colon from that, but it wasn't. It was actually the colon in oh, World of no, Warcraft no. Dragonflight. Oh, yeah, I got Spirits. that. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I know, I thought, yeah. Uh, Swizzle says that he has played zero of these titles. Well, well, there we go, by the way. The winner, best representation is... Overwhelmingly. Coral Island with 63% of the vote. There we go. Um, so, best LGBT TIA plus representation goes to Coral Island, despite being in quite early access. So, uh, good for them. Very Absolutely. good for them. Okay, the next category, hottest character. Oh, dear. I mean, this is also quite heavily uh, voted for or nominated. Mark, you might need to Google these. Mark from Coral Island, Noah from Coral Island, Yuri from Coral Island, Junk Queen from Overwatch 2, Professor Churo from Vi Pokemon Violet, Professor Sada from Pokemon Scarlet, Rani the Witch from Elden Ring. Interesting. Uh, She's hot. Kratos from God of War Ragnarok. It's like Triple H. Bayonetta from Bayonetta. Um... I mean, the Coral Island characters are incredibly hot, and that's fair. Yeah. Also, I mean... Where is Pablo? I mean, cheesy. 
We'll, we'll put Pablo. I'm adding Pablo because that was my Should favorite. we just have four Coral Island characters? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which Coral Island character is the hottest? I mean, I think Professor Churro needs to be in there. The amount of thirst for well, Professor th- Churro. There was a lot of thirst for both of them. However, I actually prefer uh, Mr. Saguardo, who was the home economics teacher. Oh, no. A bit greasy. No, he's got hairy arms and a moustache. Hmm. Taste, says Helios. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think we should... Yeah, Professor Churro. Let's... Uh, moustache. Um... Who else? Bayonet. I mean, Bayonet. Uh, that's from Bayonet 3, wasn't it? Yes. Take, well, should we pick a few? Which one is for... Well, I haven't, I haven't played enough of Coral Island. And I feel like the community have. Chat gets to decide. Chat decides. And also, I agree with Moni here. Like, if you're putting Chiro in, you've got to put Sada in, because it's not fair. Otherwise, it's just, here's a load of hot men. And this needs to be a diverse list. Yeah, I mean, we've got Rowan the Witch. It's what the people want. Yeah, I also think maybe Chiro Sada is one. That would be hardest characters. Yeah, but it's... it's um, They're part of the same game, and it's sort of dependent on which one you bought. But then we'll put, maybe put Coral Island characters together, says Moni. Why don't we do... Yeah, I we agree. We could put the cast of Coral Island... <laughs> That's not a character. Tell you what, what we'll do is let's just do a quick poll, one minute, of those four from Coral Island, and then we could do Asada and Churro, and then two more. Okay. All right. Game franchise with the hottest character. Junker Queen, the Suffolk Daddy, I don't even know who that is. Jay says, yeah, do a run- let's do a runoff for Coral Island and a runoff for Pokemon. So, Moni, can we have a poll, please, of uh, the four Coral Island characters? Yeah. And then, um, so yeah, Mark, Noah, Yuri, and Pablo. So, Mark, um, I'll, sh- I'll show you these. Coral Island, Mark is, oh, it's that one that everyone's... Hang on, Helios has put characters in, uh, put pictures in Discord. Okay, there you go. There is Mark. The generic kind of... Oh, yeah. Mm. Noah, Coral Island. Oh, yes. No, we like Noah as well. There we are. There's Noah. Sorry, the quality is not the base. Gosshead's face is there. There you go. Um, Then there is Yuri. Sorry, you can't really see this very well. Coral Island. Okay. There she is. Well, they are. I don't know. And... Then the last one is uh, Pablo Coral Island. That's the one you wanted to buy. That is the one I will be banging at the full release. Because he just literally started flirting with me. I'm like, okay, yep. <laughs> okay, so there are the four. None made it to... Oh, Helios. I've got them here. Look. But like, Oh, yeah, you did put them. Yeah there, yeah, there was Mark, there's Junk Queen, and the two professors. Okay, the hottest Coral Island character... Yuri and Pablo. <laughs> well, let's add them both because Yuri is female and I feel like we need some women in there as well. So then it's Professor Churo or Professor Sada? Yep. So let's have another poll of Churo versus Sada. Okay. Uh, <laughs> hang on, where, how did the other two 
how were they voted? Which other the two? Poll? Oh, the other two. Um, well, Crank Mark was third. Mark didn't make it. I'm actually quite surprised. Yeah. Noah last. They were in the answer of the day part of Discord. By the way, sorry for anybody's listening to this and we're like talking to the chat. I will read out what everybody is saying so they can hear as well. Because this is going to be a very long podcast. We're already two hours 20 in. Right, which Pokemon hot tie do we want, apparently? Yeah, oh, she can't say hottie, I'm guessing. Oh, hottie. <laughs> which, but I did not even oh. click hottie there at all. I was like, well, who's wearing a tie? Do you want Turo from Futuro or Sada from Pasada? I mean, I know they're both professors, but they're not wearing ties. <laughs> no, they're not. How unprofessional. Basically, do you like a basic hot white bearded man or do you like a vampire? Is she a vampire? Well, she's got spiky teeth. Maybe she just doesn't brush that often. Wow. Um, <laughs> well, then, so we'll do this. Then we'll have one more. And I think be... the other one should be Junker Queen because that was Helios's other pick. Um, and Helios did provide images, yes. which I think does help. Okay, Junker Queen, definitely. Ran, no, Ranny the Witch? Ran, I mean, Ranny the Witch is hot and, and has inspired a lot of cosplay. I will mm. say that. <clears throat> okay, Turo with 73% wow. um, has gone has gone for that one. Okay. So they are your four. We've got Yuri from Coral Island, Pablo from Coral Island, Junker Queen from Overwatch 2, and Professor Turo from Pokemon Violet. There it is. They're the top four. And uh, the thirst is real, yes. <laughs> 73%. I want to pick cutest animal, says Yuffie. Well, maybe next year we can have a cutest animal. Uh, yeah, I one. think we can. Maybe we can uh, have a question of the day at some point that is, what categories would you like? Mm. These are your That's what awards I did, did after I? all. Oh, I didn't. No, no, I think you did. Oh. Um, and then we, we, we collated them. Yes. Um, but if there's ones you feel very strongly about, then... Um, okay, so... You can let us know. If you want to get the poll already, we can do that. Um, we can do it again. Yes, we can definitely do that again. Come on, we've still got a few more categories to go, plus your game of the year. We'll have, a sem- we'll have two semifinals for that. How, how many, how many um, options can you have in a poll? Quite a few. Listen, oh, we're still typing, says Money. Fine. Um, you're going to make us... Be- I know, I know, Cheesy, this is difficult to pick. But you've got one minute to do it. Hottest character, is it Yuri from Coral Island, Pablo from Coral Island, Junker Queen from Overwatch 2, or Professor Churro from Pokemon Violet? And there's a nice mix of people there. Hmm. Who would you pick? Uh, Pablo from Coral Island, because he was thirsty with me, and therefore... Will you know if he's willing, he gets it. See, I think I'd have to go with Churro. You can do like a bit of a you know beard, beard, yeah. How dare? How dare? I mean, Pablo was just like, yeah, go with anybody that's interested. Clearly, it's <laughs> 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 uh, so easy. Okay, the winner of hottest character at the Swapping Joysticks 2022 awards is. Pablo from Coral Island. I did not expect that whatsoever. <laughs> I thought that would be Professor Churro. Churro seconds. By one vote as well. Pablo from Coral Island. Enhorabuena. You are the champion. Miss congratulations. Yeah, I figured that. All right. Do so. You want to put your crown on. Oh, yes. I will give. I will crown Pablo. So, yeah. Uh, and I, I don't know if the um, if they do multiple relationships uh, cheesy, but we might. We'll just have to borrow him. 
I don't want him all the time. Just wow. knights. Okay, the next one is best music. Now, this is... Uh, so, we've got three here. Citizen Sleeper, Metal Hellsinger, or Pokemon Scarlet Violet, uh, mainly because of Ed Sheeran. So, these are the three <laughs> that we've got for best music, which is quite surprising that not many people uh, really nominated them. Are there any others that we need to add? Oh, We Are OFK, yes. Yes. I mean, We Are OK does have great music. I don't know how much people have heard it, but the music is brilliant, and you should listen to it. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, we have okay. Yeah, it's the battle themes of Pokemon that are great. <laughs> also, the slap bass as well is great. Yes. And also, Trombone Champ. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you, you are making your own music in that. This is the uh, the Death Stranding Best Music uh, Award. Oh, was it? Is it the best supported by the uh, Low Raw Best Music? Uh, <laughs> Frog Detective. That wasn't in there. Kirby music was quite good. That's true. I don't remember it much. Chivurches. Exactly. Churches. No, it's Chivurches. I think we should take out Metal Health Singer because I don't know if other people have played it and then we should have the other four. But it is a metal music. But, but I don't think people in the community have played it. I don't think anybody here remember. has played Citizen Sleeper. No, it was nominated by Pete Random. Pete, are you here? No. I really love the Citizen Sleeper music. Proper ambient spacey shit. Okay. There you go. Mm. And then he said, probably should have added that for the other one, but didn't. Okay. Uh, has anyone played Sinden Sleeper? I feel like we should have played, we should have had some music. I'm sorry. Play. You said, I'd like to nominate Pokemon Scarlet because it has Ed Sheeran in it. That so is that's, valid. That's you. Very valid. Very valid. Let's go, Money. Let's go. Okay. No Metal Hellsinger. Oh, Madam Nees has. Did you enjoy it? I feel it's not very long from you. Yeah, apparently it's only like six hours. And I, I'm later this week, I think. I really want to play Citizen Sleeper and I really want to play Signalis. And or Signalis, however you pronounce um, it. They are, the- they're the next two because they're both quite short, I think. Uh, and I really want to give them a go. However, just before this, I did load up my PlayStation and I put The Witcher 3 in and I downloaded the upgrade. So I kind of want to play that. Really? <laughs> oh, well, at least that's a quick game. You can quickly yeah, uh, just whip in one that. day. You know, fine. Also, we've got Immortality to play. That's true. And we've got the Atari collection. We do. That would be fun. Could even I mean, Atari might even be a fun stream game just to play one afternoon. I don't think people will enjoy that. No, that's true. It's. it's I think it's quite interesting, though. Are we, are we here to educate or entertain? Educate. Well, why are you here? With then? good gear. How dare you? <laughs> uh, Signalis is amazing. Very PS1. Mm. I've heard only good things about it, and I feel like I'd probably put it in my top 10 list had I played it. Best music at the 2022 Swapping Joysticks Award is Pokemon Scarlet Violet. Ed Sheeran wins. Congratulations. Oh, Pokemon Scarlet Violet wins best music. Uh, Metal Hellsinger robbed. That soundtrack was amazing. You didn't particularly like it too much, did you? I quite liked it. I, I didn't think that the community had played it that much. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's now, my bad. next one. Best cozy game. Cozy, Ravi. Cozy. Calm, chilled. Uh, I mean, slash relaxing, wholesome. You all know what it means, whatever word you want to use. Yeah, there we go. So the best cozy game 
nominations. Bear and Breakfast. Little Witch and the Fuds. Uh, I don't know why it's German. Dorf Romantic. A Little to the Left. Stacklands. Frog Detective 3. Strange Horticulture. And Kirby in the Forgotten Land. Do you want to scroll down a little bit more? Maybe. Oh, there you go. So... Which right? I mean, Bear I and think, Breakfast. I think that Dorf Romantic needs to be in there because I know that that's popular with the community. I feel like Bear and Breakfast has been very popular with the community. Yeah. I also feel like Frog Detective Three is probably very popular with the community. D- you know, Disney Dreamlight Valley. That I mean, should that definitely. should also be on there. Yeah. yeah. Go on then. Uh, Disney Dreamlight Valley. I feel like yeah, maybe that one goes in. Yep. Um, best Gemma game, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Bear and Breakfast, yeah, was this year. It's like this is like when Suicide Squad won an Oscar. <laughs> Pokemon Skull and Violet winning best music. Um, yeah, I mean, the there's one more that we want. I mean, Kirby, Strange Horticulture, Frog Detectives, Stackland, Little to the Left, and Little Witch in the Woods. Which other one have people really enjoyed? I mean, of that, I've only played Little to the Left and Kirby. Um, when it comes to like cozy games, a little to the left, maybe a bit more, just because it's relaxing and boring. Was Little Witch in the Woods Gemma who nominated that? Oh no, it was Ravi. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. A little to the left says Pancake. People did like that. Should we go and put uh, little? To Let's the left? do little to the left then. Go on. Mm-hmm. Oh, Rav, yeah, Rav is here as well. We're talking about cozy games, cozy games. So the ones that go up to the public vote will be Bear and Breakfast, Dolph Romantic, A Little to the Left, and Disney Dreamlight Valley. Go and get your vote. You'll only have one minute. The awful word, cozy, <laughs> cozy. I think you spell it with a Z, don't you? Or a Z. Or Z. Um, yeah. Mm. Bear and Breakfast. Tough Romantic. Little to the left. Disney Dreamlight Valley. Higga. Hooga. Hooga. Best Hooga game. Uh, yeah, so the vote is up there. Go and get voting. Which is your favourite cozy game? Wholesome. Mm. Wholesome might be Kirby, you know, hole, because it's just one big hole. Huggy. Chilled. I think we do, but I get confused because of the Canadians and Ukrainians. Ah. Or UK. UK UKians. Ah. Brits. Brits. Yeah. There you go. Okay, you've only got 30 seconds left. Get voting. The winner will all be will be decided by you. Did you vote? No. Well, I was about to say. No, I've got cheating. Discord up on my phone. Okay, just checking. I'm, I'm checking what just the people checking. are saying. This is a pure community vote. I know. I'm not touching it. And we're not we're not influencing in any way at all. Absolutely not. Hey, Jacob Chu, we are just doing the vote right now. Get your quick. You've only got a few seconds left. Best cozy game is Dorf Romantic. Dorf Romantic with only forty three percent. I thought it might get more than that. I thought Bear and Breakfast percentage? might. Well, that only came third. Okay, second was Disney Dreamlight Valley. Maybe more people played that as well. But yes, Dolph Romantic, it's coming home. (laughs) (laughs) It's coming home. Dolph Romantic wins best cozy game. 
Uh, Bear and Breakfast, people forgot it existed after like two weeks. Okay, I didn't realize. Like, I thought it was super popular. It had a few nominations in uh, Discord. Yeah, but I think, yeah, you're right. I hadn't heard anybody else talk about it afterwards. Okay, then, we've now got Best Game That You Can't Put Down. So this is a game that's just really addictive. You can't stop playing more. Cult of the Lamb is one. Our money couldn't put it down because she couldn't finish it. Uh, Pokemon Scarlet Violet. Obviously trying to capture 400 Pokemon is kind of difficult. Uh, Disney Dreamlight Valley. Because they, uh, they keep bringing out more stuff, but it's also just addictive because there's so many little things to do. Uh, Splatoon 3. Uh, because there's like just so much stuff to do, I guess. And Marvel Snap. Which, I mean... I, I cannot put that game down at all. So, yeah. I I definitely put down Pokemon Violet, says Ravi. Ooh. Uh, hey, Mofo. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Best to keep for Detective 3 out of this category. <laughs> it's two hours long, Mofo. <laughs> put it down within... You can finish that. You can start and finish that game on the toilet. Now, did you add in Splatoon 3 and Marvel Snap? Maybe. I think that you should have one of those and then we've got a top four. Really? Yeah. Fine, Splatoon and 3 I, can go. Yeah, I would also say Marvel Snap because I also can't put that down. Yeah, it is so good. Yeah, it, it no, it is caps. That is the actual name. Like, the game is in full caps. Sure. I haven't even picked it. Oh, please, please play a bit of Marvel Snap. We'll talk about it in the Game of the Year discussion. Um, but yes... You should definitely play Marvel Snap. So that will be the vote. The best game you can't put down. We've only got a couple more community categories left. Uh, but the best game you can't put down. Cult of the Lamb, Pokemon Scarlet Violet, Disney Dreamlight Valley, or Marvel Snap. I have too many mobile games going on. Which ones have you got, Ravi? Which ones are you playing? Yep, give us some recommendations. Mm. Um, I Marvel Snap by just both of us over Christmas. It's like when you're bored with family and you just sat on the sofa, you're like, oh, I'll just sit and play a few rounds of that, and then hours have gone by. Mm. Um, it is very addictive. Yeah, I um, I love it. I only have Pokemon Go on mine. Play Beat Star. Oh, do people mm. still play that? Is that still going? Oh, almost downloaded. Do it, Yuffie. Do, do it, Yuffie. <laughs> Marvel Snap is great. Oh, the AFK ones, like Mystic Heroes and AFK Arena. I've never really got into those. Hmm. Hmm. Might have to start. Thinking about try it, Macan. Well, maybe when we talk about it in the game of the year, we can persuade people. That's but... true. I mean, it's also free to play. You just mm. download it and you you do not have to spend a penny. So, best game you can't put down. Uh, Cult of the Lamb, Pokemon Scarlet Violet, Disney Dreamlight Valley, or Marvel Snap. Kittens game. I've not heard about that one. Hmm. This is 2022 Baltimore. Mario Kart was a few years ago. Just a few. I mean, it came out on the Wii U, didn't it? Um, okay, the best game you can put down winner is... Marvel Snap. Wow. Wow. I am. I mean, I'm very, very happy that it won. Um, I was quite surprised. Yeah. There we go. So only 36%, though. Wow. Cult of the Lamb and Disney Dreamlight Valley both with... Uh, fought with 29%, and then, yeah, 36% to Marvel that Snap. That was close. <clears throat> I wonder what Moni voted for. Yeah. <laughs> Fairly tight. Only one vote for two of you. Right. So, then the last one before we do the game of the year. The best game you'll never finish. We've got Xenoblade Chronicles 3, which was my nomination, um, because it's so long. Um, Pokemon Scarlet Violet. 
Metal Hellsinger. I'm not sure why that was added. Um, Horizon Forbidden West. <laughs> and Rogue Legacy 2. I think these ones were added during the chat today. Oh, okay. Hmm. I've said it before, but I'm not catching all 400 Pokemon. Sorry, says Helios. <laughs> so, yeah, the best game you'll never finish. This, this was also thinking along the lines of, like, ongoing games. So, games that, like, there's just so much to do that you'll... Like, you could just keep playing it and playing it and never get to the end. Um, so, I guess, you know, for instance, Coral Island would not be that because there is, you know, an end to the content. Um but is there is there a game that is just you'll just never stop playing it? Mm, yeah, I mean maybe next year we can have like an ongoing game like with Genshin, with Destiny, Final Fantasy fourteen, etc. Uh, Frog Detective three. <laughs> I mean, if you don't never start it, you'll never finish it. That's true. It's only two hours. Yeah. Death Stranding. How old is Death Stranding? It is a you know three I mean, years. Three years. Yeah, they've released a few versions. Uh, but yeah, best game you'll never finish. I think Pokemon Scarlet Violet should maybe be on there. Mm-hmm. Um, because also there's post-game things, not just collecting um, all the Pokemon. For Horizon Forbidden West, I like the idea of a school universe of Pokemon, but they need some accessibility options. Oh, God, yes. Love Nintendo games. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, Rogue Legacy, roguelike games, yeah, they are difficult. That is true. Mm. Yeah, Death, that's it. Death Stranding came out just before the pandemic. <laughs> so that was uh, fun. Let's have Rogue Legacy 2. Yeah. It, it is a roguelike. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, roguelike games, very difficult to beat. Um, can I... I don't know if it counts because it was the end of last year, but the very end, and that's Endwalker. That was last year, I'm afraid. Even though it was the very end of last year. Does the end of the year count as that right, year? Just saying. Okay, just, just check in. Elden Ring. Yes. Yes, yes, I mean, yes. Yeah, that is a good child. That is like the main one, I would say, yeah. Uh, you're Delicious Pirate God, very true. Elden Ring, best game you'll never finish. <laughs> um, people keep memeing Frog Detective 3, but what was the one with the hippo and a giraffe? I don't know. Valheim. That's a good shout. Yes, because that one came out, and that's one of those... That came out last year. Uh, yeah, in the past year. Yes, Valheim. I think that might even be the top four. I think that's a very good top four. Yeah, Pokemon Scarlet Violet, Rogue Legacy 2, Elden Ring, Valheim. And then, you, does the New York Times take over of Wordle <laughs> count? It doesn't, I'm afraid, but I can't stop playing. The Hippo and Giraffe Detective game. That does sound interesting. But I don't know. But yeah, I think that'll be out of the four. So the best game you'll never finish, and then we're going to go on to Game of the Year. Oh, Valheim was last year, was it? Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. No, Valheim, that was the um, early access. When was the full version? Or is it maybe not even out? I feel like it... Full release date. Um. Oh, it's still in early access, I think. Oh, it is still early access. Yeah, still... Okay, so... No, Valheim, because if it was, it would be last year. Well, let's let's do Horizon then, because that was Jay's. Okay. And there was a lot to do in that game. Yeah. Oh, there are. There's just so many symbols. Okay, then. Pokemon Scarlet Violet, Horizon Forbidden West, Rogue Legacy 2, and Elderly Ring. Uh, complete side note, thanks for the Miles Morales recommended for a Christmas game. Kept me company on my Christmas alone. Oh, Madam Knees, I am glad you like it. It is such a nice... Cozy, I know, I'll say the word. 
it's a really cozy Christmas. Say it's cozy. It is because it's in the snow and it's just like a really friendly. It's all about friendships and your family and you know, it's a nice. It's a brilliant action game. It is a brilliant, brilliant game. Mm. Um, but yeah, so there is the game. The vote is up. Game you'll never finish. The game you'll never finish. Which one will you choose? <laughs> Mood money. Hmm. Snow is so cozy, you know, like getting mauled by a polar bear. I mean, it was cozy in the way that you had to, you know, kill all these people and sneak around. And I was going to say, like, it's it's quite, a, you know, we're not violent because it's Spider-Man. He doesn't kill I'd, people, but this, he clearly does when he pushes them off buildings. I just really enjoyed the story. It was all you know, just kind of a really nice, warm, cozy story. No. No. More than the first one. Snow is enough to make it Christmas. There are Christmas things everywhere in there. There's lights and it's obviously set at Christmas time. Right then. Okay, the game you'll never finish is Elden Ring. I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> the best game you'll never finish, Elden Ring. Okay, um, so we've now got game of the year and we can f feel free to add a few extra. I'm going to quickly pee while Ed looks at these. So we've got Stray. In fact, Ed, you can read it out. And if anybody okay. wants to add any, feel free to remove I mean, I any. Also need to pee, if I'm honest. But okay, well, fine. I'll let you... While the vote's going up, I'll let you... You have one minute to pee. I don't, I don't need to listen. It's okay. fine. So, game of the year. We, at the moment, have Stray, Cult of the Lamb, Tunic, Pentiment, Frog Detective 3, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, Pokemon Legends, Arceus, and Marvel Snap. Yes, another Wii. He has a small bladder, apparently. Um, are there any extras that you think should be on here or any that you think definitely shouldn't? Speak now or forever hold your peace. Um, there were definitely quite a few votes for Stray in Discord. Um, and a few for Cult of the Lamb. So it looks like they might be frontrunners here. Arceus should be on it because Moni beat it. That is very true. Oh, but Moni says Arceus can go. <laughs> I do feel like maybe we should only have one Pokemon game. Um, because we should just have one. And also, maybe here we can have five rather than four Moni, if that is, um, if that is the max we can have. Or unless unless there's going to be a big, like, if it's going to be controversial as to which is the better Pokemon game, then we will find out by having them both on there. Yeah, we can do five. Okay, great. Well, then I think we should have five. Um, of which I think... Are you a baby bell? A baby, a whole baby bell. Yeah. Wow. We need the energy. It's nice and warm in here now. <laughs> yeah. Have we got any? Well, we're thinking we have five. Okay. Well, I was thinking we're doing oh, two I, semis. That's a good... Are we doing oh, two you semis? want to do two semis? Yeah. Well, one of the semis should be, as Cheesy said, the two Pokemon games. And then we work out which is the better one of the year. And that's the one that gets added in. I think Scarlet Violet needs to be one game because it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Well, that versus Arceus. Oh, those ones. I yeah. Thought, oh, okay. Oh, I mean, Sure. I think we should have a vote between those two. Or, well, in one of the semi-finals, Violet, Scarlet and Arceus should be in the same one. In the same category. 
Did I find that cheese in the bathroom? No, I didn't find the cheese in the bathroom. <laughs> I went via the kitchen on my way back. <laughs> There's um, my little brown baby girl. Yeah, leave Cheesy out of the bathroom. Um, I think they should have a fight separately. Um, okay. Scarlet Violet versus Arceus. Arceus. Um, Arceus. And, and then whichever, and then we split the rest into... Hmm. Hang on. One, two, three, four, five, six, Is seven, adding eight, anything? nine, ten. Well, there are ten. No, no one's added. We're hmm. happy with these. Great. Um, so <laughs> let's do between the two Pokemon, then I guess a five and a four, and then mm. the final ones. And I'm going to pee while you do that. Okay, let's go. Oh, thanks for going while I've got a mouthful of cheese. I've got to say, do love a baby bell. Ed's introduced me to baby bell. So which Pokemon game should go forth? Um, I mean, Arceus and Scarlet and Violet, I was 100% behind Arceus until I forced myself to finish Scarlet and Violet and then just became absolutely addicted. I was even playing it yesterday. I actually played it till half past two in the morning. That was one of the reasons why I'm quite tired. Uh, the first time I ate Baby Bell cheese, I didn't know you were supposed to peel it. Oh, no, mofo. Well, like some cheese you can eat the rind, but I'm not sure you meant to. I think that is actually wax. So, oh, dear. Oh, no, I finished it already and then I did more. Um... But like, I, I then, then there's like another, I mean, there's the, you fight the elite four, there's, you know, spoiler alert, but then you do something else to get the credits. Then you do something else after the credits to unlock other things. And oh my God. Oh, honestly, Helios says Scarlet Violet is actually a good game. Even if you take the Pokemon branding out, it is. Yeah. It kept me gripped. And the terror raids, oh, you can just sit and do terror raids all day. <laughs> Ed... Um, it was a draw. 50-50, <laughs> not the tie. Ed? Yeah? It was a tie. It was tied? It was tied. Couldn't you not, not make a decision? They're both going in. We'll do five and five. We'll do five and five. Wow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Pokemon, well... Should we do like a random... Monty, could you put them in like a random order so we're not like favouring two being in one, one in the other? Uh. So, the game of the year, Cult of the Lamb, Stray, Tunic, Pentiment, Frog Detective 3, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Pokemon Scarlet Violet, Pokemon Legends Arceus, and Marvel Snap. Um, oh yeah, I will post this in Discord for you so it's not just... Uh, so you can easily copy and paste these. Um. There we go. There you go, Money. Just saves a bit of time. As long as Stray and Cult aren't in the same bracket, I mean, they oh, could. They might be. Mm. That would be yeah. Uh, that would be like the round. Well, and if I mean, if we think they're in, the, they're the two front runners. You could put forcefully put them in two separate mm. ones, and maybe put the two Pokemon games in separate ones. Yeah. Yeah. We will see. A decision. You think we've been paid decision money? That's true, yeah. You want a decision, you need to pay for it. Um, okay, as soon as they sell, we'll have the first round up, and then it'll be head-to-head -head for the winners. And if you two, if you can't decide on those, then, I mean, we'll have joint game of the year. Yeah, split them up, money. <laughs> I mean, no, you don't. You, whatever it says, money, with the random order. If they're on the same side, great. If they're not, you know, we'll make it completely random. Oh, Cheesy forgot to vote. Which one would you have voted for, uh, Cheesy? 
But if people are listening to this on the podcast, congratulations. You've made it probably further than we've ever gone in a podcast. Two hours and 46. <laughs> um, so, yeah. In fact, what was the longest podcast that we've had? Um, well, probably one of the other Game of the Year ones. Yeah, definitely. It's been a while because it's been two weeks since we last had a podcast. Mm. 15th of December. Doesn't matter now. Right, here we go. Semi-final one. Cult of the Lamb. God of War Ragnarok. Pokemon Scarlet Violet, Frog Detective 3, and Tunic. And I guess the top two will go through, because then we'll have four in the final. That makes sense. Yeah, top two. The yeah, the last game of the year one would have been um December or whenever. Um before that. Oh, no. Two hours fourteen. Because we split it up, didn't we? Oh no. Yeah, it was just two hours, 14. We were much quicker. But the one before that, I think, was... Well, we split it into two, didn't we? Yeah, two hours, one, and two hours, 16. This is, yeah, (laughs) the longest one. Poll is up. Go and get your poll on. Game of the year, semi-final one. The Frog Detective game, I think, is the new meme game. Mm. I'm going to have to do it. Um, Yeah, I think we're all going to have to go and play after this. Yeah. Game of the year, semi-final one. Cult of the Lamb. Cult of the Lamb goes through. Ooh, and we've got God of War Ragnarok and Frog Detective 3 joint second with four votes. We could have five in the final then. Okay, those three go through. Cult of the Lamb, God of War Ragnarok and Frog Detective 3 go through to the final. (laughs) (laughs) Frog Detective has made it. (laughs) Yeah. Cult of the Frog. Um, I did not expect Pokemon. I know Pokemon Scarlet Violet won well, vote. Well, when it's up against the others, mm. like it's 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 fun. I mean, we'll talk about it for us. Like it's fun, but it doesn't run well, and I don't think that should be. I think that that should be counted for a lot. Yeah, the game is broken. Yes. So, Cult of the Lamb, Frog Detective Three, <laughs> God of War Ragnarok. There we go. Pokemon bugs and crashes. Yeah, lots of bugs. Um, and it was it was Riley that voted for it. I mean, I would have put it up there. Um, but those are the ones that are progressing. We're going to have two more, hopefully. Um, but yeah, the other ones, the other vote. We're, the other semi-final is up now. Um, Helia says Pokemon Scarlet Violet is still by far the best Pokemon game ever made, and it's not even close. I would agree with that. Um, I mean, Arceus, I think, is also very good. Um, I, 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 I do love it. I've, I haven't finished it. I'm really enjoying it for what I've played. But I still think it's kind of broken. Semi-final two is going up Pentiment, Elden Ring, Stray, Marvel Snap, Pokemon Legends, Arceus. And apparently you can get all three Frog Detectives for $10, so I'm definitely going to get that. Oh. Mofo, Frog, <laughs> Mofo is back and has just noticed that Frog Detective 3 is going to the <laughs> final vote. Game of the year. Well, I mean, I've, if if the other frog detectives are like two hours long, then that you we can could play them all. Could play all in of like them. one stream. Mm. I'm not sure when my next stream is. I don't know if we've got plans or anything tomorrow, or if we're just gonna have a day off. Or what day is tomorrow? Thursday. You've got Friday night wrestling on Friday. I do. Friday night wrestling is on Friday. Stray is through. So Stray is through to the game of the year. And the second place is Elden Ring. Mm. Okay, finally a game with... You know, that's good. There we are. Elden. Finally a game that's good. I'm very disappointed Marvel Snap got one vote. 
Very disappointed. Uh, so our final game of the year poll will be Stray, Cult of the Lamb, Frog Detective 3, Elden Ring, and God of War Ragnarok. And Let's go, viewers. Let's and, go. And, well, no, it is, it's not even readers. It's just the viewers. Just the viewers. Well, the people are, are reading the screen. Yeah. Listeners, you don't get to do anything. I never even heard of the Marvel one. We'll talk about it. We'll definitely talk about that coming up. Um, but yeah, so that this will be the final public vote. Community game of the year. The poll is up. Stray, Cult of the Lamb, Frog Detective 3, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok. Go vote. Poll is up. This is the final public vote that we'll have. Your final poll. My final, final poll. The biggest poll of them all. Coming down. I've only got uh, 30 seconds till it's finished. Um, Pokemon Snap is better than Marvel Snap, says Jess. That is completely wrong. Uh, <laughs> I would... I, I'm just wrong. It's wrong, Jess. That opinion is uh, <laughs> objectively wrong. <laughs> Uh, Pokemon Snap was the probably the most boring game I've ever played. <laughs> Can I ban it? Says Gemma. <laughs> I mean, I'm tempted, but you know, Ed'll shout at me. Okay, community game of the year is Stray with forty percent of the vote. Our game of the year. Oh, no. <laughs> I've lost my crown now. There we go. Community game of the year is Stray with 40%. Second place was Cult of the Lamb. Third place, Frog Detective. <laughs> you trolls nearly made it. So, uh, I mean, yeah, Frog Detective 3 gets silver. Uh, sorry, gets bronze. Cult of the Lamb gets silver. Nothing for Elden Ring. I would have predicted Stray. I was going to expect. I was mm. either that or Cult of the Lamb, maybe. It was. And there was two votes in it. Mm-hmm. Cat, we have got a, despite us both being dog lovers, there's a community here. The community love their cats. They do love their cats. So, there we go. Let's just quickly go through the community games um, as I format it better. Uh, but the most unique art style, that went to Cult of the Lamb. Um, most in need of a sequel, Stray, its first award or first win of uh, the day. The best game to watch on stream is um, Cult of the Lamb. Best story is The Quarry. Oh, uh, you, you are ruining this by... What? By going back too far. Okay, fine. Uh, best LGBTQIA plus representation was Coral Island. Hottest character, Pablo from Coral Island. Great choice. Uh, best music went to Pokemon Scarlet Violet. We'll be handing the award to Ed Sheeran. In fact, you can because you've met him. You know him. Sure. The best cozy game awarded to Dorfomantic. Best game you can't put down is Marvel Snap. And the best game you'll never finish, Elden Ring. And then the game of the year, the community. Let's put it as community. Community game of the year is Stray. Hmm. There we go. Congratulations to Cats. Congrats. Yep, Cats win. Cats win. And now... So that, they are the community awards. We now go on to our top 10. Are you excited? Um, let's see how quick we can do this. Well, that's what you always say. But let's go and uh, let's full screen it. So we need to, we've got Pokemon Legends Arceus, Gran Turismo 7, The Quarry, F122, 
Stray, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, Mario and Rabbit Sparks of Hope, Pokemon Scarlet Violet, Elden Ring, Tunic, Kirby in the Forgotten Land. By the way, this is not the order. <laughs> I should maybe like get rid of the numbers. Uh, Elder, Pokemon Scarlet Violet, Elden Ring, Tunic, Kirby in the Forgotten Land, Dolph Romantic, Power Wash Simulator, Two Point Campus, Cut of the Lambs, Splatoon 3, Sonic Frontiers, God of War Ragnarok, Chain Deck Chose, Crisis Core, Final Fantasy IV, Seven, uh, Reunion, and Marvel Snap. Should we just take it in turns to kind of pick one to put in the top ten? I was going to say, should we both have one to definitely go in and one that we veto? Uh, I think vetoing is bad. Why? Oh, no, no, we can veto, actually. Oh, wait. Mm. Hmm. No, because I would use my veto in a bad way and you'd hate me for it. That is true. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think we should just take it in turns and then we'll get to a point where we just have to kind of work together to fill it in. Because there's some that we'd know are going to be in there. Sure. Elden Ring. Okay, Elden Ring. Um, Marvel Snap. Yep. Okay, so let's just quickly remove that. So Elden Ring, Marvel Snap. Why don't you copy and paste them? Because that involves buttons. I have a feeling you want to put Tunic in there. Yes. See, that would be the one I'd veto. Uh, You'd veto that over Sonic Frontiers? Yeah, I'd rather... Uh, Sonic, wow. yeah, no. Just to troll me. Because Tunic's just a hipster choice. People say they enjoy it, but they don't really because they think, oh, we can slank down the game. Oh, you... Pu- Right, we have not got to order yet. It's 100% in the top 10. Okay. It's in there. Fine. Uh, it's a choice. Um, right, Power Wash is going in for yes, both of us. Power Wash, definitely. Oops, press the wrong button. <laughs> Six. Uh, there we go. Okay. Um, it's also, wow, money. <laughs> uh, Pokemon Scarlet Violet or Pokemon Legends Arceus or both I think both. we should leave both of those out for now um Ben doesn't play it and judges it as a hipster why would I play it it's a hipster choice because you're so mainstream yeah no it's just oh, I'm gonna eat my baby bell you eat your baby bell I don't know what else I would put it hmm which ones are right? Obvious. I mean, I think. Okay, are there any that we we can agree not to put in? Um, let's not put in F one twenty two. No, that that would be my veto. Really? Part of shit. Only because you lost. Exactly. I control just as much as you can. Well, fine. Well, if you, you call of... me a hipster, you can like your populist straight shit. Wow. I said what I said. You you call it straight shit. You enjoyed that video of Charles Leclerc I sent yesterday. Oh, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I very much enjoyed a topless Charles Leclerc. Getting in and out of the sea. Getting in and out of my... Wow. <laughs> um. Anyway, um, like Xenoblade... I would, but I'm like, I'm still about a fifth of the way in. Okay. Um, we'll just move it down rather than delete. Or are you deleting? Well, no, I'm going to delete the ones I'm definitely going to delete. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Uh, should we... What about Crisis Core? Is that really a top 10 worthy game? Okay. I will admit, no. But for me personally, it's a game that meant a lot to me this year so mm, I mean if for, you want for it my there. personal like top 15 I wanted it bold but I will admit it's probably not a top 10 joint between us okay 
you enjoy that cheese. I'm really enjoying it. Mm. Um, yeah, money. Have, I have regrets. I didn't buy the baby bell I walked past yesterday. <laughs> now we're we are really we need to be sponsored by baby bell. I want a giant baby bell. Just put my mouth around it. Um, I w I would like to put in the see. I'm not even sure which one I want to put in. Um, I think God of War Ragnarok should potentially be in there. Okay. Oh wait, no, Chain Echoes. You want you want that in? Well, I don't know, not necessarily. Okay. Well, God of War. I mean. There are others that I would put above God of War Ragnarok, if which, I'm honest. Which one would you put that's here? Okay, there are two there that I would definitely put up, and they are Stray and Cult of the Lamb. Yeah. They are... I mean, the community have obviously already voted on them, but I also really enjoyed both of them, and and I think they're both brilliant games. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed both of them. I finished Stray. I didn't get around to finishing Cult of the Lamb. Um but yeah, they're both fine. So that means we've got six. We've got Elden Ring, Marvel Snap, Tunic, Power Simulator, Stray, Cult of the Lamb. Um, I... What about putting... Um, I mean, Mario and Rabbids, Sparks of Hope. It's very good, but have we played it enough? Well, that's the thing. We're now getting to a point where there are games that either only one of us have played... So if you want that in there, you're going to have to be very passionate about it being in there. I want Splatoon 3 in there. Because I have very much played a lot of it, nearly finished it, the, the campaign, done a lot of other stuff. There's just so much you can do in there. It is incredibly polished, unlike some uh, Nintendo games that are in there. Um, it has a great competitive scene. You've got the co-op um, Salmon Run. It just feels like a very alive game. You've got the campaign that's always there if you want, but the fact that they're always changing the courses every hour, you've got the salmon run that constantly changes as well. There's like whatever the hottest weapon is, they're adding the... Yeah, it's a very much an alive game, Splatoon 3, and they don't charge you. But as Mainline says, like, does it change enough from the previous game? Most of that was in Splatoon 2. So... But they made it better. Does that, but does that really warrant it being above other games? Yeah, it does. <laughs> next question if it's there for it, me it's like 9 or 10 well it doesn't need to be unique to be in there it is a fantastic game that I would recommend people play then put it up hmm. uh, <laughs> there we go yes it does Bender spoken thank you uh, you understand right Ugh. Right, I feel like we need to broach the sh the topic Pokemon of Pokemon. I think we can only have one of those two up there. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I think one of them definitely is right up there, and the other one would be middling. So I'm not. Did sure. you prefer Scarlet over Arceus? After playing as much as I have done of both, I finished. I've seen credits on both of them. I've even done a little bit of post game in both of them. My favorite, hands down, is Scarlet and Violet. And that would be my choice as well. Okay. Out of those two. But I did like Arceus. I I still feel torn over it because I I enjoy what I've played. I just, I, I do feel like the bugs and the crashing and stuff like that does get in the way of my enjoyment a bit. I still really enjoy it. Um, 
and there are things about the game that I wish they changed. Like, I wish it had better accessibility options. I wish that the school was more integrated. I wish that the gym challenges were way better than they actually are. Um, but it still has that Pokemon charm that I love. I love that it's open world. I haven't got far enough into the story. You can you can attest to that more than I can in terms of story. Oh, the story um, is brilliant. It goes places and... Yeah, no, the the story in Pokemon Scarlet Violet is way better than any other story game, story Pokemon game. I uh, no, that is yeah, you that's why I really wanted you to finish it, which is sad that you haven't. I'm pretty close. No, you're not. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, the Elite Four is then like, yeah, story, story, story. I'll get there. Mm. I'll get there. Okay, so we need two more from like ten. <laughs> um Okay, I mean, you talk about Tunic being the hipster choice. Chained Echoes would absolutely be the hipster choice. Um, it only came out a couple of weeks ago. It's this retro-style indie JRPG. Um, I think it's brilliant. I think you'd probably enjoy it, but you haven't played it. I've enjoyed watching you play it. It seems really interesting, and like they've got their unique ways of doing things, uh, like the battle system with the overdrive and overheating and... like. That seems really interesting. Yeah. Tell us more about it. Tell us more about it. Um, it has quite an interesting story um, that is playing on a lot of JRPG cliches and tropes, um, but in quite interesting ways. It feels a bit like a best of a Final Fantasy. It's got a lot of um, six and seven and nine and 12. Um, it's got a lot of Chrono Trigger in there. Um, it's got an interesting twist on its battle system. Um, the more I play it, the further I get into it, the more the battle system isn't always as good as I would want it to be, and some of the customization isn't quite what I would want it to be either. Um, it's interesting ideas, but then over time, there are frustrations in it, and they feel a bit limited. Um, but it's also all done by one person, and it's one guy that's made this game himself and mm-hmm. has done a great job of it. Um, I just don't know if it's quite deserving of like top 10 level, but it is a really, really good game. For me, it's like 11 or 12, mm. but I don't know if it's quite up there. Okay. <clears throat> I sort of don't want to put God of War Ragnarok in just to be a troll because I, I do think it's a great game. It is, it's, it, when you look at it in, on an individual level, like it's got great graphics, it's got great music. It plays well. It's got a decent story. Um, all those sorts of things. But I think it just doesn't quite add up to a brilliant game in summary of all that. I just think it's too similar to the previous one. I don't think the pacing is good. I think it doesn't quite... The way the story is told doesn't really drive towards a satisfying conclusion. And they've left it annoyingly open-ended. And I, I really want it to end. I just got bored with it. Um, so as much as it is on a technical level, like a well-created game, it's not a game that I loved. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed it for when I play, it will be in my personal top 10 because it's one of the few games I finished and it it did keep me grab, like it did grab me until the end, but I did only play through the main story because the side stuff, there is a lot of side stuff, but I don't want... I don't want a game that I'm going to spend like six months playing and like really focus on one area and finish that and then go on to the next. 
it was very much similar to the previous one. However, the like not really spoiler alert, but you control other characters in there, and I normally hate it when you do that. Like when a game's oh, like, oh, this time you can go and play another character. Atreus was really fun to play. Um, I didn't particularly like the other ones, but I, I, I know you didn't like it, but I found, I found Atreus, like the bow combat Atreus way... Atreus is a little shit. Well, you just don't like children. But I thought Atreus's like bow combat was more fun to play as than um, Eloy, Eloy in Eloy in Horizon. I feel like his combat just is more fun. And also you can just batter things with your bow. You don't even need to aim and shoot it. You can just like use the bow to beat the crap out of people, which is great fun. Very much disagree. The only thing I didn't like about God of War is like my finger hurts so much after playing that. Because all you're doing is like this, this, this constantly for your attacks. You just need to play more games, Ben. You need you need more stamina. I don't need the games, games that do this. Just tap, 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 tap. That's you much play easier than games. that. Yes, but I'm not shooting all the time. I'm very careful with my bullets. Are you? You have to manage them. You spray everywhere. Um, I'm going to throw one out because to, to add into the top 10 because it's a game that we've both played and both really enjoyed so it represents both of us and you that's Gran Turismo and that's Two Point Campus mm. when it comes to like a management game Two Point Campus is really good we both played it we both streamed it we both really enjoyed it um, and it's kind of it's a game that reflects our year yeah definitely I think for us Two Point Campus would make a good one alright one more so we need one more from that list. Chained Echoes, God of War, Ragnarok, Sonic Frontiers, uh, Dolph Romantic, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, Mario and Rabbids, Sparks of Hope, Xenoblade, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, The Quarry, and Gran Turismo 7. Right, I will get rid of Gran Turismo 7 because it is a racing game, like a sim that is just very perfectly done. It is a simulator. You are not a massive fan of it. It's boring. It... I didn't find it really boring, but also I didn't find there was a campaign or like there wasn't a story to really follow apart from these like cafe manuals that you had, these cafe things you had to click. So okay. I think we can <clears throat> delete the quarry because I haven't played it and you'd forgotten about it until today. Yeah. It's good though. I remember enjoying it, but I <laughs> things I did it in, I think I did it in one stream, maybe two streams. So when you do, I think it might've been just one stream. I think when you do something like, or play something like that in one or two streams and it's finished, and you, I mean, if somebody was streaming it, I wouldn't necessarily have the urge to go and watch it because I've kind of forgotten anyway. But yeah. Okay, the quarry has gone. Xenoblade, I love it. I've barely scratched the surface, even though I'm, what, 20 hours in um, and you've not played it. It is one of the best games that's come out this year, but I don't think it's in my personal... I can. I don't think I can put it in my personal... Or I don't think I would be able to fight it. Out of all of 10. these, that's the game I regret the most because I haven't played it and I know that I would be raving for it to be in my top 10 had I played it. Yeah. And I I haven't, so I just don't have that opinion. And if you're not super strong on it, then... Oh, no, I love it. But I, I really enjoy the combat. But it's just like they're still adding stuff. There might be a complete, you know, mechanic overhaul in like 20 hours. Who knows? Okay, let's leave it there for a second, okay? I've got a plan. Okay, okay? I've, I've got one here that I think might even be... Uh, okay. Right, I've got a plan. Dwarf Romantic, I enjoy... But I haven't played a huge amount. You don't like it. I don't dislike it. I just got bored quickly. Get rid of it. All right. Sonic Frontiers. I love. You hate. Shite. It's borderline. Get rid of it. I mean, Sonic Frontiers is... Oh, we already really discussed it. Yes. Yeah. God of War Ragnarok. We're both a fairly average on it. Let's be trolls and not put it in. 
Oh, if we put it in and put it in 10th, that would be quite trolly. No, I think it's more trolly to not put it in at all. Wow. And Chained Echoes is the Hipster Choice, and it's good. No, the Hipster Choice is Tunic. We can swap Tunic for Chained Echoes. No, in which case I'm having Tunic, we'll get rid of Chained Echoes. Fine, okay. So, which is the best Switch game? <laughs> okay, Xenoblade Chronicles one. 3. If I had to buy a game, if I had to like, you know, completely wipe my memory and they're like, which of these three games would you like to buy? I would pick Xenoblade because it's a more complete JRPG that has everything you could possibly want from it. It has a really interesting story. You've got characters that kind of merge together, so it's quite new because this is not was it just wasn't there before. You're merging, yeah, you and your the enemy merging together to create to become these kind of like Godzilla esque monsters, which you're not. But um, yeah, there's just endless stuff to do in it. Um, it is the ultimate JRPG, and like I said, I'm I am 20 hours in. I have gone quite far into it, but there's a long way to go still. So you prefer that to Sparks of Hope? Because you were quite, you were quite strong with Sparks of Hope before. Yeah, I think, yeah, they're, they're both very close. Because Marion Robbie Sparks of Hope, there is just a lot of kind of side stuff that you're gonna want to whiz through quickly. I, the more I've played this recently, Sparks of Hope, because I'm yeah quite a way into the second island now. Like the more I'm playing of that, the more I'm realizing the side stuff wants you to put as much attention and attention to detail and a lot of time into the side missions when those are the ones that should be kind of just quickly over and done with in no time. Um, yeah I do like it a lot and I'm kind of sad that it's not in the top 10 but um, out of those three I mean Kirby I would get rid of okay so out of those three I've only played Kirby <laughs> um, I would love for it to be in the top 10 um, I will give way to Xenoblade but not Marion Rabbids oh you're not a fan of it well, no, I just, I haven't played that. And just from what I've seen of you playing and from what I have read, I think Xenoblade is the better game of those two. Yeah. Um, I know the more I talk about it, the more I want to play Xenoblade and the more I don't really want to play more Marion Rabbids. Marion Rabbids is similar to Dolph Romantic. You pick it up, you play right. a couple of missions if you want. But like, I'm really, and the story is like nothing. Uh, but Xenoblade is the, yeah, the ultimate JRPG. Xenoblade it is. All right, so our 10 that's going to be in there, these are not in order. The 10 are Elden Ring, Marvel Snap, Tunic, Power Wash Simulator, Stray, Cult of the Lamb, Splatoon 3, Pokemon Scarlet Violet, Two Point Campus, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Now, I am not just saying this to like end the stream. I'm actually quite happy with that order. <laughs> I bet you are. I'm, I actually think that that works nicely. Um, no. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. I know you want Elden Ring as the game of the year. I'm okay, but I it, I did fall off it a little bit. But let's let's choose. Let's go from the bottom. What is the tenth? <sighs> okay. What's the tenth? Ah. <sighs> um. The four at the bottom are absolutely the bottom ones. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, so when it's Splatoon 3, Pokemon Scarlet Violet. I feel like Xenoblade should be 10 just because it's uh, only one of us has played it. Yeah. So it wouldn't be fair to put that in. I'm totally down for Xenoblade being number 10. I, maybe if I'd finished it, I would be going like, you know, this needs to be game of the year or this needs to be top two. But I'm still making my way through it. I'm not bored of it. I'm not going to give up on it. There you um, go. So, yeah. Um, 
Two Point Campus, I think we both enjoyed, but our heart is in other games more. I think so. I See, I'm thinking like nine, I would probably put Splatoon 3 in uh, number nine. I know, just because the thing is, Two Point Campus, they, they managed to take Two Point Hospital and bring a complete new thing, but they've also had, there's so many like genius ideas in that. Because mm. at first you're like, oh, Two Point Hospital, that just makes sense because it's from Theme Hospital. But Two Point Campus, it's like a completely new thing. I've never heard of a a university campus um, kind of develop management game. Yep. Um, so then actually even obviously coming up with that, but all the different ideas that just make sense. And it's like, wow, how has this not ever been made before? It's like creating a school pretty much. Um, plus then they've released the UFO DLC. We we were trying to uh, pick their brains to say like, what's, what's the next one going to be? And they wouldn't tell us. Um, but I'm, I'm, you know, like you've got full confidence that what they make next would be, would be good. I also feel like not enough people played Two Point Campus. I don't. F- I mean, it's available everywhere. It's on Game Pass. It's on everything. I don't like. I think it's quite a popular game, but I think it deserves a bit more love than it's had. Mm. Okay, well then, if you want to do Splatoon at nine yep. and two point eight, uh, Splatoon three at nine. So do you that you would put uh, Splat? Okay, yeah, Splatoon three. Oh, sorry, uh, sorry. Two Point Campus. You think? So like Stray, Cuddle Lamb, you'd put above two point. Yep. Okay. Two point campus is number eight. Um, I feel like there's like a bit of a, there we go. Yeah, you put spaces in when you did the. Yeah. Times. You can delete them off the bottom list as well. Okay. Um, right. I, I, I generally feel Pokemon should be the next at seven. Hmm. Yeah, I think this could be. It could have been top three, but the the fact it looks as bad as it does lets it down because the story is the best Pokemon story that's ever been made. The number of Pokemon in there, you've got four hundred. Even like the the like the variety in how you can battle them, you can just send them things out to go and battle for you, like in Arceus was. Um, you gonna show it? Well, what I, what I mean is this this. Is, is absolute bullshit. What is it? People are listening on the podcast, they can't hear. That, I know, I'm getting to it. I'm about to describe it. That is the Nintendo seal of quality. And I think that as much as, yes, it has a great story and all these things, this is Nintendo. This is Pokemon. This is the biggest franchise in the world. And they released a game that is that broken. And it might still be fun to play, but I I don't think that they should get away with a game that is that, is that broken. Yes, we still bought it and we played it and we enjoyed it. And that's I played great. over 30 hours of it. And that's great, but we expect more from Nintendo and the Pokemon company. The amount of money they are making, and yet they rushed that game out and released it earlier than it should have done to make more money. Yeah. And that pisses me off a bit. Yeah, it doesn't so deserve... I, I, as much as we, ha- we are both enjoying it, I don't think it deserves to be any higher than that. No. Okay. No, I, I agree <laughs> with you there. Okay, um, let's talk about Tunic. No, okay, we're gonna put it there. That's fine. I, I mean, we're also look. We're at the point where we're looking at games that we both enjoyed, and then there's one game that I didn't enjoy and you did, but you enjoyed it a lot. I played a bit of Tunic and I did some puzzles and stuff. It just it didn't feel like it was doing anything new for me. It's Yes, it's an homage to Zelda games um, and it's got a cute little fox. It's even dressed like Zelda or Link or whatever. 
Um, get it right. If you're going to slate it, at least get the name of the character I also right. saw you get incredibly frustrated and switch it down to easy for the end of it. I, I, that I, doesn't mean it's bad. Okay, fine. Um, yeah, I did not... I didn't enjoy it at all. But what did you think? I loved Tunic for a number of reasons. And as everyone knows, I am a big Zelda fan. Really? And um, Tunic is is an homage to Zelda um, in so many ways, from the Link-esque fox to the puzzles and the world, the look of it. Um, it's, it's a complete homage to Zelda. Um, and so instantly that's grabbing my heart. Um, it's got a slight sort of soulsiness to it as well, which also is, is grabbing me. Um, really? Into the combat. It's got it's got some souls influence, um, and it's it's a game that I am still thinking about now, and that is because of the manual, and it's a game that is all about nostalgia. Um, it's it's nostalgia for Zelda games. It's nostalgia for old retro games. It's nostalgia for game manuals. You know, you you can at least. It looked the, the appreciate the manual's pretty I do like a pretty book, that's why I've got the Death Stranding art book behind me. Yeah. And you can appreciate, you know, we were both of an age where you'd go out shopping with your parents and they'd buy you a game and you'd sit in the car and like read the manual to like read about the game and you don't get that anymore. Um, I got it with uh Scorn. I showed you yeah, last there you night. There you go. Um and back in the day you'd always have that. And and this game really plays on nostalgia for that by having the manual be a part of the game and it's it's there are so many layers to it. It's it's an adventure game in itself, but then there's this meta level of the game manual that you understand, and then that in turn makes you understand the game world in a whole other way with all these little puzzles that you never noticed. Um, there are so many layers to that game. I can appreciate that if you haven't played the Zelda series that much and you're not as big a fan, that nostalgia hit is not going to get you as much. But as someone who has played them all and loves it, that nostalgia absolutely grabbed me. And I just think that the whole manual and all the layers of that game are so, so clever. As much as it frustrated me in the moment, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, that's so clever the way that they designed that and sort of duped people in in the way they're playing it and the way you unravel the game, I just think is incredibly clever. Um, and that's why for me, I would put it at number two. Well, I wouldn't. So let's put it at number six. I didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't. I tried, man. I play. I play. I generally. I played it for an hour, and it just didn't grab me, and I fell off it. And I watched you play it, and I just. I can judge it without playing it only for myself. I watched you. I was that was. There were the days when I watched all of your streams, like whenever you played it. So I obviously watched. Are you there anymore? Well, usually I'm. You know, I take advantage of having the living room to I myself. Mean, I don't watch yours either. <laughs> I enjoy it. I just bring you food. <laughs> but it was... Yeah, you do. Really nice food, I've got to say. Um, but I know it just it didn't grab me like that. And it's not... It doesn't play pay any nostalgia to me. Without the... I would say without the... But I think without the... In, like the manual in that, that wouldn't be tunic. Because that's like... There's a whole puzzle within the manual, isn't there? To get to places. That's what's so clever about it, is that that is in there. You start it and you're thinking, oh, okay, this is just the little adventure game. 
And, oh, okay, I'm starting on a beach and I'm going to pick up a sword and shield and go into these sort of little dungeon areas. And you're thinking, oh, this is this is a really typical Zelda game. And if you play 20 minutes, yes, you're going to no, think it's really boring. No, I played an hour. But then the more you delve into it, it just unfurls into so much more than that. And you have to you have to finish it and complete the manual to to, to appreciate how that all pieces together. Oh, no, I can't bother. If it's not grabbing me within an hour, I'm not... Well, that's you being a lazy gamer. <laughs> lazy gamer? I just don't... It's not my kind of game. Can you appreciate that? No. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we put it as fifth? Because then it's the, in the top five. Fine. All right. <sighs> there we go. So Tunic, number five. Because, I mean, I would suggest... Um, Cult of the Lamb at number six. You finished it, didn't you? Yeah. I I, I really liked Cult of the Lamb. Um, Cult of the Lamb for me is sort of the opposite of Tunic in that it immediately grabbed me and then the more it went on, the more its seams between the two sides of its gameplay started to fall apart a bit. Um, and it, it, I sort of just wanted it to end a little bit by the end. Um, but... The start of it was great. And I think it's a really clever, smart game. It's not as clever as Tunic. But it's, um, in which case, sure, put Cult of the Lamb a six, because Tunic's higher. I, yeah. Cult of the Lamb is one that I would probably finish at some point. Uh, maybe I'll just have a stream, because it's with the Twitch integration, which I loved. And that's like another thing we both, well, I used it with the Twitch integration. You kind, you didn't have Twitch integration, but you, you I think the Twitch chat, you named them yeah. after people in there. I just you never named manually. one after me, did you? I kept popping in, like hinting, but no, I never got one. Well, you had to ask in the moment. I, did, I wouldn't. I don't like, like you to should ask. Watch the stream. Yeah. I mean, I I enjoyed it, and I loved when I was like when I played it. But I kind of I completed the first area, um, and then went about halfway, if not nearly all the way to the boss in the second area, and then just never had the real urge to go back and play it. Um. Yeah, the, the, as Moni says, like the Twitch integration, there's loads of stuff you can do in it, all these little mini challenges that add up. Um, I think had you played it on stream more... If I'd finished and it, ...and yeah. used the Twitch integration, I think... I did. But yeah, When it worked. But, yeah, but then done that more to completion, I think you would love it as much as Moni does. Yeah. I think I would. And I enjoyed playing it. I liked the fact that we played it at WASD and we were like, this game's really good. Um, and it was like a little dark, evil, cute lamb. Yeah. Which was always it's fun. evil, but also cute. Yes. Exactly. So now we've got a top four, which include Elden Ring, Marvel Snap, Power Wash Simulator, and Stray. The chat's... Uh, Helios says, I can't believe how high Power Wash Simulator is. Uh, when you played, it didn't even work properly. It didn't work properly for my first stream, the Twitch uh, integration, but it did for the uh, the second and third stream. Um okay, what were you what are you thinking for fourth? As I've already said, I'm happy with that order. Well, so we don't you need can... to drag it out a bit, you know. We've only been doing it for three and a half hours. I know. Well wh why would you not have that order? Um I think as it is a game that we both that like this is our you know, top ten for us together, the ones that we enjoy. Mm-hmm. I I mean I, I would agree with that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we did it! <laughs> okay. So straying at four. 
They go, it's okay, great. Well, let's but... just discuss why as yeah. we go. Stray, for me, I've semi... Like, I loved it in the moment. I've semi-forgotten it. That's my fault for the way I played it and the fact that I want to play it again. But the fact I want to play it again means that it was great and it gripped me and it's exactly my kind of short adventure game um, with a really interesting world. I love the sort of cyberpunk sci-fi style of it. Um, and I really want to go and play it again immediately, to be honest. So I'm very happy with that there. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed what I played of it. I think I played it in one sitting, maybe two. Mm. It's It really did grab me and it did feel really polished and I kind of knew it was too, yeah. Because the puzzles, yeah, they made you think a little bit and there's a couple of parts where I kind of did a part of a puzzle before I even knew I was meant to be doing that, which made me feel really cool and, and uh, very intelligent. Um, there's different, even though it is a very dark game, there is enough like differences in the areas that you go to and the people that you meet um, who kind of help you. And I don't know, yeah, it just, there's always things to do. You never get bored. Um, it's never like, oh God, I've got to do all of this again. Um, I was getting to areas and going like, oh, I can't wait to go and beat this area. Oh, I can't mm. wait to see what I'm meant to be doing here, which isn't that common. But when it does happen, it shows that I've really enjoyed it. So yeah, definitely put Stray at number four. When it comes to Elden Ring, Marvel Snap and Power Wash, I mean, the one I personally would put at number three is Elden Ring. Um, okay. I enjoyed it, but after 30 hours or whatever I played of it, I'm like, okay, yep, I've killed some bosses. I felt great, but I stepped away from it for a bit. So going back to it, it's just like, oh yeah, it's a really difficult game in some kind of ugly areas. And I I think it's, it's a difficult game to go back to, but I, there's no way on earth I want to restart it. I mean, that's why I played 110 hours over months playing just one game mm. <laughs> because you have to just throw it, immerse yourself in it yeah um and then we've got obviously marvel why Sun. would you put the other two above elden ring uh because marvel's not something i can't put down i am obsessed with it it is a game that's kind of simple at start there's three air so you get there are six rounds maybe seven if you if depending on like the way it is but so there's seven rounds where you must put uh, where you've got a certain amount of energy to put down a card or cards and you've got to win two out of the three areas with points. It's just simply you need to outscore your opponent in two of the three areas. And it sounds so simple and it is, but there's so much complexity to it as well. The other thing is, well, this is a mobile game. It's about Marvel. I've got no interest in Marvel whatsoever. The characters, but even Ed, we share it. We show uh like our shops to each other and be like, oh my god, look at this card variant that we can we can buy. There is micro there are microtransactions in it, but so far it's entirely cosmetic. Um and neither of us have spent a penny in it. Um I bought the battle pass oh. twice. Oh. I because the battle pass just seems very good value for money. There's lots of things that you get back. I don't think it is. If you were to buy the so the gold you get from the battle pass is worth way more than if you just buy the gold outright in the shop. Um, but like I said, I've not actually, I've got about 3,000 gold and it's 700 to 1,200 for like one of these special variants. Um, but it's purely cosmetic. It's really addictive. There are just so many ways you can play that game. Like we were discussing with each other being like, oh, and this is maybe how you're meant to play card games. I don't know. This is the first one that's ever grabbed me. But it's like, oh, well, let's add this card to this deck. But if you've got, and I was telling you, and you're like, okay, if you've got, if you use that card, make sure you go and use this other one as well. Um, because then you can work these together and then sometimes your cards that have been selected just all line up perfectly and you absolutely destroy somebody and then they retreat is like one of the best feelings um, 
But yeah, Marvel Snap is also on Steam. Yes, it's in early access on Steam. And one thing they're working on is getting um, a horizontal screen because at the moment I think it's still vertical. Mm. Um, and what about Power Wash? Why, why do you want that in the top three? Why would you want that? Because it's, it's a simulated game. It's something completely different. It's got a story that goes places, as you tell me. And it means it already is a little bit, but it sounds like it goes somewhere even wilder. But it's also something that we've played together a lot and enjoyed and we played it when we were not living together. Now we are, but it's just a, I don't know. It's a game that is something unique. They've found something as boring and as monotonous as cleaning and managed to make a really enjoyable game out of it that you can just spend hours and hours doing. It's just, it's incredibly relaxing. There are a lot of people love it who just want to play something that is relaxing. I enjoy it because it's something to, it's like I can talk, I can put on some lo-fi music and we just play and we just spray. And also there's a lot of co-op in there. So I'm quite happy with this as a top three because I feel like mm. this actually represents, it represents us, but it also represents gaming in quite interesting ways. You've got yeah. Elden Ring as your sort of massive AAA adventure game that is the typical hardcore game out, whatever term that means. Um, you know, that that's, that's that one perception of gaming. But then you've got Marvel Snap that is, yeah, mostly a mobile game. And that's not a bad thing. Like, people... Mobile games make far more money than than anything else does. It's even in early um, access as well. Yeah. and But and there's so much of it there already. Just because you're sat staring at a little screen, just idly sort of playing away every now and again, doesn't mean that that's not a serious game or can't be considered in this particular list with these other games. Um, I think that it's... It's incredibly addictive and it might be simple, but it's it's well made and really fun to play. So I am more than happy to, to sort of have that up there. And then you've got Power Wash, which is something you wouldn't presume would be a game. And yet it is a game. Um, it is a game, hell yes. And as I saw you there. And as as you've already said, you know, I think it represents us. Um, it's a game that we've both played on stream and enjoyed together. It, we got to see it earlier at WASD. Um, I think it's fun for swapping joysticks with all the spraying. Um, got to give away and, a bunch of and all, copies. All the innuendo. Um, so I think that is a game that we will look back on this year and think, oh yeah, that was that was kind of significant for us playing that. Which, um, you know, and it is incredibly relaxing and you would think it's not, but it is. Um, for me, Elden Ring is absolutely the number one game of this year. And I think there is just no disputing that. Tell us why. Make me make me want to play it and pick make me want to pick it up again. And don't well, just say because you're going to help me. I mean, I will. Um, I mean, look, it's when you think of game of the year, there are so many different ways of deciding this, right? There's the game that is technic on a technical level, like the most innovative or most well created or whatever. I don't necessarily think that's Elden Ring. Um, I'd probably go Tunic for that, to be honest. Um, Elden Ring has its flaws. It's not a perfect experience. Um, I, the longer I played it, the more I got kind of a bit annoyed by it towards the end. Um, and, and I sort of wanted it to end and it went on a bit too long. But if you're thinking of the game that is, is, uh, has sort of grabbed our attention, that's grabbed our hearts, like it's grabbed our hearts. It's grabbed our hearts. <laughs> um, Elden Ring absolutely did for me. I was incredibly excited to play it. 
Um, it's it's a game that I had a lot of fun playing and was really excited about and, and loved playing. It's the game that I personally have played the most. It's absolutely dominated my playtime um, in a year where arguably there weren't tons and tons and tons of games that were released. It's the one that that I've played the most over months and months. Um, it's also for me the one that I've written about the most. It's dominated my work. I've written over a hundred articles on it um, this year. So it's a game that absolutely has dominated the news. Um, and I think it's dominated conversations. It's a game that has dominated social media. Um, people are memeing about it. People are talking about it. And I think we talked about it a lot. If you look back to our podcast from the start of the year, we were playing it a lot. We were discussing, oh, have you done this? Have you done this, boss? What was your strategy? What class did you pick? We had other guests that came on who also wanted to talk about it. Um, it's the game that everybody was talking about when it came out, and people are still talking about it now. Um, it's it's the most talked about game of the year. And I think when, in five years' time, you look back and say, oh, what was released in 2022? Elden Ring is the one that is going to stick out. That's what people have played. And yeah, it might not be the hipster choice or the most interesting choice, but it's the biggest game of the year. And I, I just don't think there's any denying that. I agree. And I want to go and play it more. Uh, yeah. I feel like, yeah, no, Ed, Ed should have to fight hard for his choices. Why? <laughs> <laughs> because you're the ones that's, uh, you know, that's very passionate. I feel you're like the I've relented journalist. more than you here. Yeah. You've all. I've relented more than you here. Well, I mean, I think the last years that we've done Game of the Year, the num and including this one, the number one Game of the Year is your Game of the Year. <laughs> Isn't that not right? Final Fantasy VII Remake? That was Unpacking. your Game of the Year? Uh, no, not that year. That was Animal Crossing. Uh, well, not in the... Go back and listen to the podcast then. And then we've got uh, Unpacking, which is definitely yours. Um, <laughs> and now Elden Ring. Will Ed get a fourth year next year? Find out. Um, no, but I'm happy for Elden Ring to be up there because I don't think I would be okay with Marvel Snap or Power Wash being uh, number one. But I think for us, they are definitely there. But I also think, yeah, you're right. We look back. This, I mean, it, will be, it is one of the most famous games of this year, but it did really challenge me. It was the first Souls game that I got into and it's making me kind of want to play more. I mean, if Bloodborne got remastered, I would 100% go and play that. Um but yeah, no, I also like as well with Elden Ring, you can grind if you want to. I'm happy to grind and happy. I've used or guides. you can invite a friend. No, I want to play it properly. And I want to cheat on the internet. And I want to find out where I can level up my sword, because I love my Bloodhound Fang um, sword. But I just need to find out where to level up the uh, smithing stones and stuff. So, And then I need to respec, and I need to go find out how I can get the things that I put in the wrong areas and you know make myself stronger that way. Um, so yeah, there it is a, a really a brilliant game, and I don't know if I'm done with it yet, to be honest. Especially if DLC gets announced, and then it's like, okay, right, here's another load of more DLC. Oh yeah, like paid DLC. They maybe. have said that it's a franchise, mm. and so there could well be an Elden Ring two. Yeah, uh, Mona says, what do you mean if you want to? Don't you always you have to always grind? There are things like Sekiro where you can't grind, and you have to be that good to get past a boss. Um, you could technically do side the side bosses to get some extra things, but it's very limited. Also, if you're, and I don't mean this in like an arseholy way, but if you're skilled enough, then you can beat certain bosses a lot earlier than if you simply just were grinding to to get more powerful. 
like if when you know the attack patterns and you can time things properly. And I'm not saying that as a like get good thing because fuck that. But I just mean like it's not you can brute force it, but you if you are skilled enough, you can do it earlier as well. So are we down for Marvel Snap Second and Power Wash Simulator Three? Let's do it. Okay. It is, it is all in capitals. Because Marvel Snap is the game that both of us are playing at the moment Still. constantly, all the time. Whenever I've got a spare couple of minutes, oh, I'll just have a quick round. Yeah. And I will probably still be playing it well into next year. The same. Uh, I'm already excited about the next Battle Pass. The only one downside of Marvel Snap, and I don't know if Tom will agree with me, the so they have a season pass, and every week they'll like they'll give you missions to do that week. But I found that a lot of those missions, they require quite a lot of matches. So it might be like, win with a grand total of more than 20 in a location. And you've got to do that 20 times. And if you've only got a few days left until the end of the season pass, you're gonna you're playing loads and loads and loads. It's more beneficial to go and play the, like to go and get the season pass and just do all those missions in like the last week because you'll tick them all off at the same time. Um, that's the only thing that I find a bit weird with the progression, but that is the, literally the only problem. They need to work on the battle pass a bit. But yeah. the the basic game of it is just incredibly, it's well balanced. Mm. Um, I think that's the thing, it's really well balanced. You can mix up your deck however much you want. Um, you get new cards, but it's not instantly like, oh, here's a like instant win card. It's like, well, how does that integrate into my existing deck? And you have to really think about that. But also the season pass missions, you can do them all without paying, can't you? You And there are certain things on like a free that you can unlock. Yeah, so like... I'm not paying for the season passes and you still unlock stuff. You Well, you unlock like currency, you don't unlock... Um, cards or titles yeah um, okay is that what you do yeah interesting but yeah that's um, yeah it is a really really good card game and like I said I've, I'm, this is my first card game but I feel like I, uh, my first card game but I feel like I'm understanding why people love these games so much because I've got um, I'm like okay this one is going to be my uh, deck where I'm moving things so everything that is that requires me to move a uh, a card this what this deck is based all around on reveal actions. So these are things that happen when the card gets revealed, rather than something that's like an ongoing effect. And then I've got one that's all about destroying other cards and trying and like a, a real troll deck, which I love. It's like destroying other people's cards and giving them a card that's got like minus eight uh, points. So they, they, there's you. I'm already like making my own decks based on how I want to play or how I feel when I'm playing that. And I just think that even though that's just naturally come to me, I'm not going and researching them. Maybe one day I will have a look at like what people recommend are the best cards on, in the decks. Um, but just out of my own enjoyment. And also, like when you lose a game, you don't... Well, you, your ranks can go down if you, you know, if you've gambled a lot. But generally speaking, you don't. You don't lose anything. You'll get points. You'll get these boosters to make to upgrade the card quality. Um, but you don't, like, you don't really lose out on anything. There's always something you've gained from a match, even if you've lost. And yes, Molly, he has an asshole deck, which is mainly based around the Hobgoblin card that basically mine, gives like minus 10 or something Eight. to your opponent. And it's just, it's a real asshole card, but it's also quite fun to put down. Yes, it's very fun. So this is our Swapping Joysticks top 10 games of the year. Oh, yeah. At number 10 is Xenoblade Chronicles 3. At number 9, Splatoon 3. At number 8, Two Point Campus. Number 7, Pokemon Scarlet slash Violet. Scarlet's no better. Mm, Violet. Actually, no, Violet, yeah. Professor. Oh, yeah, yeah. The not just the Professor, but the one that you've got, the exclusive 
Pokemon. Are you, do you mean Serilege? Yes. Is far superior. Uh, number six, Cult of the Lamb. Number five, Tunic. Should Ooh. be higher. Number four, Stray. Number three, Power Wash Simulator. At two is Marvel Snap. And the Swapping Joysticks Game of the Year 2022, it's Elden Ring. Hey, I was fully expecting that to be number one. Of course. Um, because I'm like, I cannot stop Ed. But I will fucking fight to get Tunic down there. Well, you I, you fought for one. Yes. I knew where the uh, winnable battle was. Yes. <laughs> In my head, I was like, I'd be really pissed off if Tunic ends up second. Because <laughs> I was like, I generally don't like it. Um, it would be my <clears> second. Well, you can go and do your own little game of the year. So which of these do you now want to go and play again? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good question. I definitely want to play a lot more Xenoblade. Um, I, I'm i intrigued in finishing Cult of the Lamb, but I'd probably do it on stream with the Twitch integration. Power Simulator depends on the mood. I mean, Marvel Snap I'm going to be playing all the time, no matter what. Uh, but yeah, why not Why not Elden Ring? Mm. I, actually, I also really want to play Elden Ring again, so I'll gladly help you out if you wanted it. No, I don't want it. I would actually really like to play Stray again. Okay, go do it. Two um, hours. And and I need to steal Xenoblade from you. When I finish it next mm. year. No, one, the one game I need to finish now is Judgment. Which is a game from uh, quite a while away. Which I'm playing on my Steam Deck. I am. But we will talk about that in the next podcast. We will, which will be in one week. Because mm. we're back weekly now. In 2023. Bloody hell. I know. Bloody hell. 2023. We are so close. And also, we need to go and play um, Frog Detective 3. Yes, I do really want to play Frog Detective 3. That's true. And this is the last... Uh, no, this is not the last stream for the year. We've got Friday Night Wrestling. Um, and who knows? Maybe because it's on... Like, Friday Night Wrestling will be on um, Friday, obviously. But I might end up just starting to stream a bit earlier and playing some Frog Detective. <laughs> if it's two hours, then sure, why not? Go for it. Um, exactly. All right, so, uh, well, let's say an end to the podcast, and of course then we'll, we'll stop the recording for the podcast and then uh, end the stream. Um, Ed, where can we find you? You can find me at Ed underscore Knights on Twitter and also on Twitch. Um, and I'll be back streaming next Tuesday, Tuesday. Um, to finish off Breath of the Wild. Oh, my God. And you've got one thing left, right? Uh, we, need to, we still need to do the camel. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Guess, yeah. I've dabbled a little bit just to, like, do a few extra shrines mm -hmm. um, on the side, but I will be jumping back into the camel and then we will go fight Ganon and see how quickly we can do it. Excellent. I'm looking forward to it. I might actually watch that or at least I'll stick it up on the phone. Let's leave it. Thanks. Uh, and where can people find you, Ben? They can find me at Biggest Menace everywhere. I'm Biggest Menace 1, though, on Twitter. And I just handed in my resignation at my mm. job. And what? I will, I know. I will let you know. I'll be able to. I will let you know what my job is um, as soon as I can. Will we know by next week? No. Oh. So yeah, you'll have to wait a little bit longer. Well, I want to maybe wait until the first day. Oh, okay. Yeah, I want to well, go. Just... News incoming. Exactly. 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 Um, but yeah, keep everything fingers crossed because I'm still waiting for like. The... Well, the references I know have been sent back and they're all very positive, so it's just kind of a formality. But you know. I won't be that happy until everything is signed and ticked and all the boxes ticked and everything like that. So, yeah, stay tuned. It is exciting and it is in gaming. Mm. Mm. All right. Congratulations to Elden Ring. Well, let's just do a very quick uh, thing. So Elden Ring is our game of the year, 2022. And the community game of the year was Stray. So good for them. They got that. 
Best game you'll never finish, Elden Ring. Although we now play as the game of the year. Well, you finished it. Well done. Oh, I finished it. Best game you can't put down, Marvel Snap. Uh, Dolph Romantic was the best cozy game. Uh, best music was Pokemon Scarlet Violet. Let me just make that all bold. And hottest character was Pablo from Coral Island. Uh, I was a teenage exocolonist. Oh, no, sorry. Coral Island was the best LGBTQIA plus representation. Best story was The Quarry. Best game to watch on stream, Cult of the Lamb. Most in need of a sequel, Stray. And most unique art style went to Cult of the Lamb. I feel like there's a lot of Cult of the Lamb, a lot of Stray. Um, People know what they like. And Elden Ring in there. Excellent. Exactly. All right, so. Well, we will see you on Friday for some... Fr- oh, now we're very zoomed <laughs> We zoomed in, yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, we'll see you on Friday for some uh, Friday Night Wrestling. Mm. And we will see you all next week for the first Swapping Joysticks podcast of 2023. Go to swappingjoysticks.com or even better, just go to my Twitter, click on the link tree. And actually, if you click on the link tree on my Twitter, it gives you like all the places that you can uh, subscribe to the podcast on. If you would like to listen to it on Spotify or on Apple Music, um, yeah, that's where you can find us. So thanks very much for listening. See you all next week. Keep swapping.